Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer, who has just opened their East Coast Distribution Center and is now shipping orders from California and Pennsylvania. Check them out at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the Bub Timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> then I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Program, ladies and gentlemen. Tasty, I just got real worried about you. Where are you? <laughs> why do I not have you? I know why. Uh-oh. Test. Yeah, I should, should turn on the power to that. Yeah, I was starting to worry about, I'm worried about me, too. I thought I really... Hadn't arrived here. Like. Well, it's a testament to how <laughs> diligent you like, are. We're both the word uh, at showing up. To, you never don't show up to the show. So pretty, pretty regular. I hadn't heard from you, and then it's it's after showtime, and I I turn to the guys and I go, I think Tasty's dead. <laughs> oh my god, he never doesn't come to the show. He must be dead. We'll just call it a creek monkey, and you know they'll. Right. Yeah. Well, I think he wanted to make like an. I just stayed a little bit too know, long the there, entrance. but you know, I made it. Okay, it's fine. I'm, no, I, don't I just, I, but I was concerned about you. I, I thought just maybe. A feeling, huh? Well, I thought maybe on the walk from Creek Monkey to here. Oh, it, that could happen. It's only a block, but That's true. you know, it's a dark block. It is a Martinez block. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some walkers out there. Speaking of that, um, there's Texas Rangers. Am I the only <laughs> one who's weirded out by yeah. seeing old dudes in? Like the baggy hip hop clothing, you know, like the with the yeah. pants that bunch up around the ankles and a really long T-shirt, and you like you see it walking, but then you you 
kind of catch a glimpse of the face, like the person turns, and it's like a 55 or 60-year-old dude. <laughs> I don't know what it's like in the rest of the country, but here in Martinez, that is a, a fairly common occurrence. And all I could think is... This style, if it could be called that, I guess it should be, wasn't even around when this person was a kid. Right. And I don't understand. At what point does a 50-something-year-old man go, I really like this hip-hop thing. By their third divorce, (laughs) I think. Well, yeah, like, my son looks pretty cool in it. I think I'll wear it. Yeah. Like, what? It's like a big jean jacket yeah, and the t-shirt that goes down, you know, to the mid thigh. For us, bias. Well, but like it looked cool, maybe in like you know, two thousand four. <laughs> not but, on even it, then, not on a fifty-something-year-old right. man, right? And I see this no. on I see this on the reg walking around Martinez on the reg. Well, your first mistake <laughs> is you walk around Martinez. <laughs> yeah, you don't blow past every stop sign to get to where you need to go. Right. Well, that's that's true. Anyway, I saw it again today, and I just I found it weird. <laughs> You know. It's really but weird. But you're seeing it more often in, in Martinez? Yes. Is that <laughs> yeah. It says something. I'm not sure what. It does yeah. say something about our good old Martinez. Well, we've got a lot to get to today, and I'm excited about today's program. Our good friend Sean Paxton is back in the studio with us, and uh, we're going to be talking about beer and food pairing. And this time we're talking about the do's and the don'ts. And, you know, Paxton has been on the show before. Of course, he had his own show here as well. And we've talked about food pairing. And, you know... We really wanted to not focus all on what doesn't work, but we wanted to understand the difference between what works and doesn't work. So Sean's in here to help us out with that. And I think you've actually prepared to give us some bad pairings. Is that right? It was actually kind of a trip, Justin. (laughs) I mean, intentionally doing bad pairings. Yeah. That's not my style. Right. You made me come out of my comfort zone. Well, that's good. I I challenge you. You know, maybe you'll uh, learn something. I'll do anything for JP, though. Oh well, JP, you know, and we'll discuss this a little bit later. But JP is on record, and and by on record, I mean social media posts, <laughs> as saying that same thing. <laughs> any any food pairs with with beer that the whole exercise in beer and food pairing is is somewhat futile because it it all pairs. It Bullshit. <clears throat> I agree. So, I I will stand by that, Paxton. I want you to prove me wrong, my friend. And so that's what we're here to do. That's what I want. We'll taste a little bit of both, and in an ideal world, JP. Finds a pairing, huh, you know what, that one didn't work. You're right, and the other one did. Uh, however, uh, I don't know if that's going to be the outcome. <laughs> it'll be fun. interesting, because it'll be novelty to hear JP proclaim something sucks, which is sort of not novelty, it'll be interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true. We're, we're, <laughs> actually, we're finally encouraging you to mention that yes, something sucks. I'm transcending my own self. <laughs> you are. Uh, so we're going to do that. I think also in just a few minutes, uh, we're going to be speaking to uh, the folks from a new service called Brew Toad. And you might have heard from Brew Toad on the Dr. Homebrew program, uh, where JP has talked about it. Uh, but it's a, a new brewing software uh, that's up in the cloud there. And uh, Moscow, that's the internet. And, uh, the ultranet. It's the ultranet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to be talking to the Brew Toad guys and find out about their brewing software. We'll be doing that in just a few minutes. Um, in the meantime, let me get through just a few announcements, and then we're, we're going to get some fun stuff already. Winter Bruce Festival, as I have been telling you, is formally announced for Saturday, January 25th. Can't wait. Right? Oh! Uh, it'll be from 12 to 4 in Concord, right in the same place it's been for the last couple years in Toto Santos Park. We're real excited about it. Got some great musical guests. Uh, Forest Day will be back, and um, the all-new Lucas Ohio Patty, who you may have heard here on the program or if you're local to the Bay Area, you probably heard him on KFOG, too. 
So both of those guys are playing this year. Uh, the beer lineup is starting to come in. There will be a website for you to purchase tickets soon. Nice. But we've got plenty of time. It's uh, Just mark the date, everybody, and relax. It's <laughs> Saturday, January 25th. It will not move from that date. It will not change. So you can begin to make all of your plans around that, right. even though um, tickets are not available for sale. Also, it will not sell out because... Uh, we won't let it. We've only used half the park. So if we have to use the whole park, I will I'll keep selling tickets. So nobody needs to fear or panic <laughs> or feel like we haven't allowed you to plan your life accordingly. Oh, but so, I feel so soothing. I feel uncomfortable <laughs> on the inside. I just oh, go ahead and relaxed. I'd like everyone to relax a little bit and remember to buy tickets <laughs> to Winterfest Saturday, January twenty fifth. Next up on the Hearts of Space program. <laughs> Zeno with the Light Flashing Brigade. Love Zeno. All right. Uh, Also, we've got a new segment coming up on the program that Moscow is here to tell you about. We need to put out a call for homebrewers. Yeah, if you look at the uh, AHA's homepage, they have a homebrewer of the week. It's just a spotlight on an individual homebrewer and what they like to brew and their background and et cetera. So we want to do that for the radio. So if you'd like to be featured as a homebrewer of the week, if you think you're interesting, uh, (laughs) send uh, me an email, scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll get you on the show. By the way, if you think you're interesting, you're, you're probably not. But we want your emails anyway, because we do want to feature you as Homebrew of the Week. Does such uh, a, we won't make fun of you. Does such a person a person exist that doesn't think they're interesting? It's like everyone thinks they're a good driver, but most people are just wrong. Yeah, yeah maybe you're right. I don't know. JP, you don't think you're interesting, right? No, I'm really boring. I really don't think I'm very interesting at all. Well, I know some interesting homebrewers. I could bring some in. They're, do that. Yeah, well, We're going to need to spotlight some live one. Homebrewers of the Week. It'll be fun. We used to do on the on a different show uh, over here. We used to feature homebrew clubs, didn't we, JP? Yeah, yeah. On uh, well, I, you know, it's kind of a throwback. I don't say it but to that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun too. And then uh, we realized slowly that no one cared. <laughs> That they just wanted to hear us goof off. But this time around, they'll care. On the session, they'll care. On that show, they didn't care. Well. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, include in the email, you know, why you should be featured. I think, I think it's needless to say, but inevitably, I know people would just be like, I want to be on it, and that would be the end of the email. So tell me why you want to be on it. There you go. Good call. All right, Dr. Homebrew, our new show uh, hosted by JP, is up on iTunes and also the BrewingNetwork.com website. You can go check out all the episodes there. Download new ones automatically by subscribing over on iTunes or just uh, whatever uh, reader you like to use or subscriber by going to the BrewingNetwork.com slash DrHomebrew.xml. But uh, make it easier on yourself. Just find it right there on the homepage. Uh, two episodes post there every month. That's right. You can support us by doing your normal shopping at Amazon. Um, just click on the Amazon link right there on our homepage, and um, you can you can support us. You do your normal shopping. We get a little cut of it. Do we have an Amazon product of the week, Moscow? Indeed we do. It is the Barnett Jackal Crossbow Package. Uh, <laughs> quiver, three 20-inch arrows, and premium red dot sight. Wow. It's a badass uh, crossbow. It was uh, almost 300 bucks, so we wow. made a, a cool 20 spot off of it. Complete crossbow package includes quick detach quiver bolts and premium red dot sight, sleek military style stock, high energy wheels, synthetic string and cable system. Is that a re- like a real one for like hunting, or is that for LARPing? Or <laughs> no, mean, that's not for LARP. That'll no. kill you. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what, a real that's what one. Daryl has. Yeah, I was going to say, I Darryl. was just thinking Who's the Darryl? Walking Dead. Who's Daryl? Oh, from The Walking Dead. Oh. I see. Yeah, this thing will take down a deer looks like <laughs> and a zombie apparently yeah. uh, well, i suppose you know i'm glad they have the high energy wheels because that sucked to get a crossbow with really low energy yeah or even medium would suck too right yeah i finally heard the squeak that everyone's been telling me about for years it's the mic, oh, the it's mic that, arm it's yeah. that arm right there killing me 
Uh, I just got to bring in some WD-40. All these years, I was like, you guys are crazy. I don't hear shit. <laughs> and uh, there it is. All right, I'll fix it. Um, okay. Uh-huh. I just don't trust anybody. People have been telling me that for three years. I don't trust you until I hear it myself. Now I've heard it. Uh, okay. iPhone and Android apps are available just by searching BN Mobile in iTunes or the Android Marketplace. I think we're about to release an update to them, by the oh. way. Which I don't know is going to give you all, like new features or anything. It's just updated. Whatever. Well, you know. But it's free. Make sure you're getting the free app. If there's a paid app that says BN Mobile or Beer Radio or BN anything else, don't. that's not the one. That's not the one. We're not, That's not our style. No. Charging people for things. Well. Uh, we do the free app. Yeah. For now. Until it gets good. We are the free app. <laughs> right. All right. You can watch all this live on live stream, which I do believe is working this week. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. How about that? You can go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. And uh, you'll see all of our shows. Past shows are there. And uh, one of them will be flashing red if we're live. And that's how you watch live. You can do that uh, right now. You'll be able to see Sean Paxton as he presents food to us tonight and serves us beer. You can see him right now, as a matter of fact. There you go. All right. Subscribe and join the BN Army. It enters you into the monthly uh, More Beer donation giveaway, which is a $100 gift certificate over to More Beer. We draw names randomly. Uh, The more you donate, the more times your name goes into the digital hat. So subscribe and join the BN Army just by hitting the donate button. We appreciate so much all of you doing that. It also gives you uh, first dibs on tickets to events and new merchandise coming out. We always send that to the donor mailing list first. So help us out. If you would, please. You can get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. That's right. Send your show ideas to Scott at Scott at the Brewing Network.com. Send feedback over to feedback at the Brewing Network.com. Jip, do we have a Twitter game tonight? Uh, we do have a Twitter game. The Twitter game is brought to you tonight by our good old friends down in Dublin, California at HopTech. You can go to HopTech.com right now and order from them. They have a pretty fancy new website over there. Uh, order for your friends. There's a HopTech starter homebrewing kit that you can get right there at a great price. Uh, Blickman Brewers gloves are one of the first things that I see come up. Who doesn't need a pair of those? Right. Uh, check out our good friends over at HopTech. Jade and Roberto are good people, and they've been good to us, so take care of them as well. What's our Twitter game? Well, uh, obviously, Halloween is this Thursday. I'm really stoked about that. And so I want to know, um, all the little brewers out there, all you guys listening, are you dressing your children up as beer-related items? Mm. And what are you doing and why? I want to know all about it. Because I, I can imagine there's a lot of backlash if you had a two-year-old as like a growler. Yeah. Or a bottle of beer. But is somebody actually doing that? Is someone going to buck the system and say, hey, I can laugh at myself and actually introduce alcohol to my family without being persecuted? And just being funny about it. Right. You know, uh, I, I, I don't have kids, so I'm, what, I, what I have to say is, is probably inaccurate and, and doesn't matter to anybody. But I don't really like it when babies are dressed up for Halloween, like two-year-olds and stuff. <laughs> like, maybe, two, I don't know what age pe- pe- they become human. I forget what age that is, when they can actually, like, do things <laughs> and, and, like, move on their own. But anything less than that where you're actually dressing it up in something, I get kind of freaked out by it because it's usually something big and hot and bulky and... Yeah. It's disturbing, tasty. Dressing's up about you express the, the person dressing up expressing something. Correct. If you don't know what's going on, then it's ludicrous, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that thing is expressing a nice is shit and puke, right. and you're putting like a big carrot on it, or so. I don't. Yeah. They're stupid so costumes, making them look idiot like that. Yes, and I, I I find it strange. What about pets? 
I don't like that either. Yeah, it's the same fact, applies. Yeah, right? the same applies because what's a dog getting out? Of? Yeah, yeah. You you know you rarely find a happy animal in a in a monkey suit. Yes. Uh, well, I, unless it's a monkey. <laughs> that's, dressed it's a up monkey. as a monkey. Even that's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> I you know I the dog I don't understand the the pet thing, but look, there's some funny pets. I mean, there there's like a pet costume as uh, Yoda. You can dress your little pug up as Yoda. Yeah, uh, and that's really funny because pugs are really the only like qualified animal that anybody should ever really to own dress besides, up like a dog. Yeah, because they're funny looking kids. Uh, up until they're like five years or whenever they can dress themselves, I'm going to guess five years old because I don't know. Like oh. you, I'm a sensible human and have no kids. But yeah. um, at that point, they're just a living Barbie doll. Yeah. And, and and that's, I think, why a lot of people have kids to begin with is, oh, but we can dress them up. <laughs> yeah. Like when you go, oh, it'd be so cute to have a baby and you can dress them up for Halloween. Are you thinking beyond that? Like when right. they're nine and start hating your guts, for example? No, you're not. I Well, listen, that's a whole other thing and I don't disagree. What? But I still just <laughs> think that the whole dress up when they're not able to express themselves as tasty so eloquently points out it's strange to me i find it strange i mean go ahead and have fun with your kids i'm not like looking down on you or anything well i, I just find it strange that's all you know paxton do you dress your child up uh i do um but not in beer stuff but, well, um, and, but his child is now a human being like she walks and talks and yeah but uh, before she formulates an idea she likes yeah, getting she dressed shits up in the toilet yeah. like she's now a fully functional human being yes my kid shits in the toilet <laughs> <laughs> and so now you know but what about when she was just a baby? does it better than anybody <laughs> did you did you dress her up when she was one like for halloween oh yeah you did she was a lobster and i put her in a pot <laughs> That is funny. But yeah, that's pretty funny. I, it's, the chef. Just, it's weird. So your costume was you killing your child, basically. <laughs> right. I thought it was pretty funny. It no, is it's, pretty it's funny. Cool. I wanted to actually turn the burner on, but I didn't know how long of a lag time I would have. <laughs> is it wrong if it you dress... It would have been a great shot. Come on, you know photography. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is it wrong if you dress up your baby like a zombie? Are dead babies not funny anymore? Ba- well, There's some really weird and at- very almost inappropriate costumes now for kids. Right. Look at, I was kind of surprised at. Yeah, like... Can do is does the same apply for teenagers as babies? Like anything slutty you can put on your baby for Absolutely. Halloween. You have a little slutty baby, oh, yeah. Yeah. A little slutty nurse baby. They love dressing up that way. <laughs> it's, it's, Which is, it's, see, that's why they shouldn't. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. It is kind of weird because actually I just saw this the other day that three hundred and thirty million dollars will be spent this year uh, on Halloween on costumes just for pets. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's a $7 billion a year industry. We went into the wrong business. I mean, I could make up uh, a costume for pets. And sell it? Yeah. You just dress up a dog as a cat. But it's, it's easy. So will that be in the so BN store next year? Costu- <laughs> baby and pet costumes. I think so. We, sh- we got to cash in on this $7 billion. Yeah, Shit, well, hold on. We're doing some onesies. Yeah. For dogs and- <laughs> They're in there now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, by the way, we do have an all-new Brewing Network store. If you haven't gone over to look at it, there's all kinds of new merchandise in there. I just saw mock-ups, by the way, for onesies. And, um, really? Yep. Well, what a hypocrite you are. Adults? <laughs> well, I didn't... Are they adult size? <laughs> That's not a costume. It's clothing. Uh, what do you mean? It's, it's, it's the child person. is saying something <laughs> that it doesn't know what it's saying. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, buy them up. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point. I think I also saw a mock-up. These aren't in the store yet, but they will be. I have to approve the artwork. I think we're going to get grilling aprons, like man's oh, like right. grilling aprons with hop grenades on them and Why stuff. Uh, so check out our Whoa. new store, thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. I just hit the store button on our home page and there's a lot of new shirt designs there's growlers up in there our stainless steel double wall dealios um zip hoods two different styles of those there's women's shirts i mean you name it we got it you know 
um, um, we should sell dildos of all of our wieners. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you can get those plaster casts and then make a little negative mold. And yeah, I think we should do that. We'd have to, we'd have to play a game first, like guess the wiener first to see oh, who's see who's put them in the in. wiener. Yeah, you saw more that way. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> see whose wiener is whose? Get, didn't you propose we do that years ago? So I was like, get, get penis molds, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I. I'm not that actually sure. doesn't sound like me at all. Yeah. All right. So, what was the Twitter game again? Send in your uh, beery ideas for your kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dress up. As. Are you dressing up your kid as a beer thing, and why? And if not, why not? Write right. me a whole thing. Okay. Ten pages on my desk by tomorrow. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Let's get on with things now. I think we got uh, time to do some beer news, right? All right, let's do it. It's the Brewing Network's Beer News, brought to you by Rod All Performance. The Great American Beer Festival, also known as the Distant Fathers Expo. Every year, hundreds of people come to beer festivals like this one to see what it's like to not drink alone. Yes, this is the opposite of AA. This is Alcoholics Conspicuous. It's also a craft beer festival. Yes, there are thousands of unnecessary microbrews on display here. But when it comes right down to it, any one of these beers will make you more racist. Well, there you go. Triumph the Insult Comic Dog was at uh, the Great American Beer Festival. Like, oh, that's yeah. newsworthy. I mean, he's as mainstream as uh, pop culture gets. He's been around for a long time. And that was on the Conan O'Brien show. Yep. It aired uh, earlier this week uh, on Conan. It's on YouTube. And it is on YouTube, yeah. And, uh, well, so, uh, throughout the show, it's about a seven-minute segment, and a lot of it's visual. But throughout the show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some of his jokes. I want to see uh, what we find funny in. And what we don't. Okay, but I, but it's definitely newsworthy that uh, that uh, Robert Smigel, the comedian who plays the dog, it's not a real dog, just in case you guys oh. weren't sure. You know, I mean, it smokes a cigar. It's there's a lot of sort of real elements about it the dog. But beer. It, it's point like of a, fact, it's a human playing it. It's like a hand dressed up like a dog. Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah, just, just want to make sure I'm clear it, on it, that. I uh, do like that. Uh, that's some pretty mainstream coverage of the Great mm-hmm. American Beer Absolutely. Festival. And if I'm not mistaken, Conan got right up and said on the show and said, "Hey." Craft beer is pretty big in this country right now, so we went to the GABF. Yep, exactly. That's pretty badass. That's cool. Yeah. Even yeah. though they're there to make fun of it, but that's his job. Right. Uh, they're making fun of it. They're considering it a, a legitimate, which we all know it is. I just mean that mainstream coverage of these things is usually so half-assed. It's few and far between also. We don't even get made fun of correctly. Right. But in this case, we're, at least right. we're finally being getting right. our due. Right. Well, the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial was pretty dead on. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that Other one? people didn't like no. that. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I like the coverage. That's pretty nice. Yeah, and there was some, uh, some like I said, some visual stuff. He he was trying to make people chug uh, malt liquor. And okay, he had a few people to drink from like a King Cobra. That was pretty funny. Sure, uh, but uh, we're gonna see what you guys think about, the of, of the humor. Uh, you know, the, the strength of the writing. Well, because, I already like that. It he called it alcoholics conspicuous. That's funny. You like that? Yeah, it's all right. That's not bad. Yeah. But what was the part at the end about make you racist? I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, racism is always funny. You just if, if you're if you you're say it. if you're in a hole, you throw out that <laughs> and uh, you get a laugh every time. So, so I don't know. I don't know what that you, is about. People get drunk and they get racist. Is that the idea? I, guess, I think that's what it is. That, yeah, that sounds like the premise of the joke. Yeah, yeah it uh-huh. sounds like typical black media. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, Conan is now on BET. <laughs> well, actually, where is Conan airing these days? Does anybody know? I think it's BET. It's some three-letter station, and I'm pretty sure it's BET. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, look forward to that uh, through the rest of the show. All right. In the meantime, there's a new product alert. 
uh, out in Western Europe, making the rounds on uh, you know the BBC and etc. It's called the Enviro Cool Vtex. It chills <laughs> room temperature beer cans or any cans really uh, down to forty one degrees in less than forty five seconds from room temp to to fridge cold. I guarantee with that name that it's made by Europeans. Oh, and yeah, it is. It's a London based company, uh, Enviro Cool. The Enviro Cool. Beer text. What is this? Right, right. Check it out. It's it's actually environment. It's just making up words and stringing them together. Well, see, you take one word for one word sentence, and you take another word from another sentence, and you put them together, and what you got? Envirocool. (laughs) So that was the audio from the CEO. Right. Envirocool. They receive funding from the EU in another typical Western European fashion. They're trying to cut down on uh, commercially in stores of all the refrigerated cases. They're basically saying the vast majority of of beverages don't need to be uh, stored cold, mm. like a can of you know freaking Dr Pepper. You can just buy it, chill it at the register, and head on your way, and you save the store tons of cash in in a refrigerate refrigerator expenses. And I think that's the idea behind it. Uh, they've also uh, introduced a home version of it, but a home version of of what this is is something like it has existed, which is it spins the the beverage around and uh, injects cold, like ice cold water onto it, mm. and it, it chills it in, a, in about a minute. I've seen products like this probably ten years ago. Yeah, it's called a cooler full of ice, <laughs> yeah. and you stick it down in there, and you spin the bottle, <laughs> and it. then before you know it, it's cold. That's that's it. Then you make out with someone. You know, the problem with this product is 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 how it's going to affect beer being stored, because I, oh, I like wow. the environmental um, you know impact. I, I think they're going after a good problem. In fact, I've, I've always found it strange that the cold box at a grocery store is a giant open shelf. Yeah, I like, didn't understand just, that either. Like, There's why don't no the doors? doors right. You know, like the freezer section has doors, but every cold section, whether it be cheese or beer, it's an open thing. Yeah, I always wondered that it too. It doesn't make I, sense. I thought there, I think that don't they, they shoot air up at such an angle where it kind of creates its own little mini curtain. It's not super effective, but it... it, right. it I mean, that's why you, when you go down the aisle, you're not, like, freezing cold. It's you are a little, cold. Oh, I feel... It's a little colder, but not, Your like, nipples point every time you walk down that aisle. Me. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of shrinkage in that aisle, for sure. There is shrinkage in that aisle. <laughs> yeah, why not doors? I mean, I spend most... When I buy, I buy beer at the uh, grocery store occasionally, you know, if it's on sale and it's the right beer. Yeah. But I'm just looking most of the time, and when I'm ready, I just reach in, reach over and... Yeah, take it and pick it up. But I'd be more than willing to open the door. Open the door, exactly. This makes sense, right? So clearly, the problem uh, that I'm getting at, that I'm sure guys like Tasty uh, JP mm. uh, will agree, is it might give grocery stores the excuse to just store beer warm. And they do yeah. that enough as it is, mm-hmm. not only in the aisle, but at whatever warehouse it's been sitting at beforehand. So now, the only time beer is going to be cold is at the brewery. And then it's going to spend its whole life warm before it ever gets to me and my little cool EnviroCool machine. The VTech 9000! Now, I like it economically and environmentally for other beverages, like you mentioned, Moscow, your, your Dr. Peppers of the world. But it's going to be used to save money on all fronts, and yes. that's going to hurt my beer. Yes, it will, and they're not even making any secret about it. If you watch the sort of three-minute promo yeah. video or whatever, they're, they're showing it with, you know, bottles of Heineken. I mean, clearly the plan is to store beer warm. Yeah. yeah. I like the hot yeah. rod in the promos, though. She's cute. Yeah. She's yeah. To nice... me, the, the, the solution is, is looking for a problem. I, when was the last time you, you had a beer that you were trying to get warm really... I mean, get cold Re- really that quick. fast. Yeah, I mean, it's, it it's been a while. Often. As you leave the store, I need this fucking Heineken right now. <laughs> yeah, on the drive home, exactly. Yeah. Well, you drink it water. Yeah. <laughs> if you need it. Yeah. Maybe they All can right. make a car version. We got to change. Can you see if this one yeah, does this week? Oh, they all squeak. Yeah. Uh, mm. We're not going to be able to go a whole show like this. 
Well, does that does Paxton squeak? Because maybe maybe they can share. Paxton's Why don't we mic. give Paxton's mic to Tasty? And Paxton, I'm worried about the you camera. Take, you take this one. We don't have Nate anyway. There. Now there they you all, go. Now they all stay in the same place. It's fine. Sw- just switch it over. They work. In any case, we, uh, it'll be in the New York. They're saying slated for the U.S. Uh, next year, so it isn't here yet. Uh, they're just testing it out in Europe, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see if uh, this catches on. Okay. Uh, next up, a brewery in Dallas, Texas, called Deep Ellum, is being criticized for a slogan on its cans of American Blonde Ale. The cans have an image of a doll wearing a blonde wig, and the slogan goes down easy <laughs> as part of a marketing uh, campaign it. to celebrate the beer's one-year anniversary of uh, its release. Uh, some political bloggers are apparently just aghast, uh, saying things like, quote, shouldn't we expect more of our local Texas breweries than to rely on rape culture to sell their beer? Advertising like this fuels the acceptability of rape culture in our society. It, it hold on, is completely unacceptable and unnecessary for breweries to continue this kind of language to sell their products. That's a uh, blogger named Genevieve Cato. No, she weird. writes for a political blog called Burnt Orange Report. Where? Fuck her. Now, let me... Now, listen. Rape her. You know what language shouldn't oh, be no. used? Rape culture. Right. When, Honestly. Said, when did rape culture become a thing? And is there really a culture of rape? It, no. Uh, the uh, universities now, think there is. Now, maybe in... Okay, some other countries, maybe it's certain uh, African India. country. I don't think India. No, but yeah, I, there's a oh, huge really? problem with yes. rape in okay. India and all there's of those countries. around it. The yes. market spear of this beer, right? I mean, the, it's not like well, right. the beer's not in India. And I don't feel like there's a rape culture. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, guess I only buy beer with rape culture marketing. I, I find it. I find it the that's use actually, of... Uh, that's actually titled the new Brain Oil album, is Rape Culture. Right. Yeah. It's just... I, I, I feel like it's perpetuating something that doesn't exist. It is. That's the language. Language it shouldn't be used. Well, and it's weird that it's written by a woman mm-hmm. with a uh, what a, with a vagina left wing political blog. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, see, that's the interesting part is one would think, oh, the, she, taking offense to language on a beer can in Texas, it must be a conservative. No, this is emanating from the left. Mm. This this universities uh, promote. Oh, it's there's rape well, culture in it. Whatever. Not my side of the left. I think it's funny. And at, since when can we not make jokes about going down easy? Right. It's 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 <laughs> not. First of all. <laughs> Is that a picture of a baby on the can? It looks more like a baby than a doll. That's, yeah. that's what people should be creeped out It's like about. a creepy apocalyptic <laughs> oh, well, doll. That is yeah. kind of creepy. It's like a zombie baby. But the the putting a blonde doll on, on a can and saying the beer goes down easy, that's funny. Relax, everybody. Well, it, it also, it, it takes a little bit of creative thinking to make that leap. It's not like, you know, it you know she goes down easy or something like that. It goes down easy. It goes down easy. And it's just a picture of a doll. Right. If you think, if, if you're going to have a doll go down on your knob or slobber, then you've got other issues. Then you have other issues, right. By the way, that's Wait safer a Is that a blow-up doll? Isn't, isn't going down easy the opposite of rape? Yes! Really? Yes! That's the best point that, yeah. of all of them. Well, yes. but, not, but not the rape culture. Right. Yeah, except don't even bring that into the picture. It's the opposite of rape. Exactly. You're not right. talking about rape culture at all. Well, and... It's more okay. about being promiscuous, you know? Taste is correct, 100%. But also, let's assume for a second that there is rape culture. Is this beer can really contribute? Like, this is a guy who's into rape culture. I don't know what that means, but if a guy's into rape culture and he sees this can, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm raping tonight. Oh, I, I can't wait to get home and rape. 
Well, uh, I think she, well, I wasn't gonna, but that I just but now, saw. But now that I saw yeah. this, goes to I'm raping. Well, let's call Schumann, find out. <laughs> He's the only one that I can think of that would be into rape culture. <laughs> right. Deep Ellum owner John Reardon said that the rape culture claim went too far. "Quote: We knew the play on words there," he told the Dallas Observer. "But if there are women out there who are offended, then we should apologize." That's the other part too, is where they sort of retreat and yeah. they get apologetic. Mm. So uh, people are saying on their Facebook page, "Hey, you know, don't back down. They're just trying to bully you. It's, you know, there's nothing offensive about it." And then the other half of the comments are like, "I'm wildly offended." So what right. if they came out with a sister can, or yeah. in this case, in this example that you're going to hear, a brother can well, mm-hmm. with a dude on it, and it says, "Goes down easy," because the the gay rape culture in a cheerleader would be outfit, yeah, dude yeah, in yeah. a cheerleader. I mean, I don't know. You can't say sister and brother. You you need to use gender neutral terms. Okay, it's yeah. very important. So strange. Brother, sister, right. father. Well, they're not changing the can, are they? I don't like that they put the doll's feet on the can. That's what I would protest. <laughs> well, it's, Why do you have to put her little zombie feet on there? Foot it's, rape fetish. It's weird. <laughs> Maybe. We don't really know the rape culture is what it is, probably. I think that's the problem. Yeah, we gotta, we I have a DVD up. you can borrow if you want. All right. All right, should we play a, let's play a quick, uh, is it funny, uh, a line from uh, <laughs> Triumph the Dog. You don't mass produce this No, stuff. we don't. We, we do a few kegs at a time. Right. And we, we call that small batch brewing. I see that you also bathe in small batches. <laughs> he has an odor. Is that funny? That's not bad. That's okay. not funny. I like that one. That one's okay. All right, uh, moving on. That's the news brought to you by Rodall Performance. Go visit Mike over at rodallperformance.com. He makes a badass growler carrier and other beer companion accessories. RodallPerformance.com. All right. That sounds good. I was going to do feedback in the first part of the show, but we're running just a couple minutes behind. So here's what we're going to do. We'll do feedback at the end, and we got to take a quick break so we can come back and talk to the boys from Brewtoad. That's right, Brewtoad. Go to Brewtoad.com and check it out right now. We'll be back with the boys from Brewtoad to talk to us about their brewing software. Plus, Nathan Smith just joined us in the studio, and Sean Paxton's here to talk beer and food. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The session. Brewing up our next 
Welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. Lots to do today. Sean Paxton's in the studio. We're going to be talking beer and food pairing. But first, uh, it's time to talk to the boys from Brew Toad. We've got, uh, let's see, let's make sure I, I did this right. We've got Chris and Kyle on the line. Let's go to Chris first, make sure it's working. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're doing great. How are you, brother? Oh, not too bad. Thank you for being on the program. And let's see if we've got uh, Kyle on with us, too. Kyle, you there? Hey, yeah. All right, there we go. we got both the guys from Brew Toad. You can go right now to BrewToad.com and, and check out what we're talking about. But it's an all-new uh, brewing software. Um, guys, tell us about Brew Toad. How long have you been around? Um, this is Kyle here. Um, God, how long? About two years now. Um Brewtoad started as a uh, kind of a side project. Um, I wanted to learn more about the um, science of brewing beer and uh, the, the, some of the math behind it and stuff. And uh, as a software engineer, the logical uh, thing to do was to write software. So uh, it started as a hobby project. And um, after a couple months, started showing uh, some people at work. And they liked it. And... Um, the owners of the company decided to um, uh, fund the development of it. So now hey. it's a work-sponsored project, and we've gotten to go to the uh, NHC for the past couple of years, and it's been crazy. So you you were a home brewer first and designing software, uh, and, and you kind of like yeah, we did here yeah. at the Brewing Network, just put your two passions together and created a whole new product. That's, that, that's the way to do it, I think, exactly. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Brewing beer for about f- five years now, and brewed for about two. So okay, and and when you say that the company you work for decided, hey, you know, we we like what you're doing here. We're gonna we're gonna fund it. There, they essentially thought, hey, we could take this to market with you and and be able to create something to sell. Yeah, it's a. I mean, you can imagine the kind of company we work for that kind of place that would take on something like this so we um <laughs> yeah we, we brew beer out in the loading dock at work and we got kegs in the fridge and it's a uh, uh, great place to work and um that's awesome and so and so yeah they, we were looking for a product to we do mostly client work you know stuff for other people we were looking for a product we could bring to market so okay Oh, see, that's sweet. Most, you know, we get people contacting us all the time like, hey, I, I've got this new project. And whether it be a piece of equipment or, or software, and can you help us, you know, promote it so we can get funded? And uh, you really, you got the best of both worlds, right? You work right for the very company that was going to help you do it. Yeah, no Kickstarter required, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so. Bootstrap is the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, Chris, were you also a home brewer when you got into this? Oh no! I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I Kyle, or, I was one of the people that Kyle showed the app to, and I gave some advice. I'm a designer, and so I kind of worked with him and helped helped to uh, uh, design an initial, um, you know, an, an initial app to show to the owners to get them to buy into it. Uh, a you know, a, a fairly basic black and white app. White, black and white app isn't going to get you know the owners of the company to 
stick some money behind this thing. And so we did a little work to design it, and then kind of about uh, a few months after actually building the product, I decided, hey, maybe I need to get into home brewing to actually see what, uh, <laughs> what it is I'm designing and building here. Yeah, good call. Because there's a bunch of nuances to, to home brewing that you just wouldn't think of and, and think of what to design for unless you actually do it, right? Oh, totally. Um, I think there's a, we've got a nice balance. Kyle's uh, a lot more experienced at brewing than I am, and I you know, approach this from a, a very new brewer perspective, and I think we achieved a pretty nice balance on the site. Okay. So, Kyle... Help me with this. You know, there's other brewing software out there, and clearly you knew that if you, you've been brewing for a while. So yeah. what was missing for you? Why did you want to take your, you know, spend your own time creating something new? Ah, man. Um, there's there's two answers to that. I mean, <clears throat> the the most truthful answer is just that it was something fun to do. And again, I wanted to learn how to do it. And using someone else's software doesn't get me any closer to learning how that software works. Okay, yeah. Um, but but more than that, it was just, I was dissatisfied with the other software. It, it was clunky, it felt weird. And I think, uh, as is the case for a lot of people who, who want to uh, create something, they feel like they can do it better. It, it's it's not necessarily a, a new idea, but, but you know, I felt like I could execute execute it better. Got it. Well, coming from the software side first and the homebrew side second definitely puts you at an advantage, right? Especially because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is really just cloud-based software, not something I download on my own machine. Yeah, exactly right. It's just a website, brewtoad.com. There's nothing to install. Um, and when we want to push out new updates to the software, everybody gets it at once. It, it, that model, I think, uh, the cloud-based works really well for this kind of thing. I'll tell you what I'm I'm jealous of right now. I'm tell both of you guys, and it's your website. Now I like my yeah. website. Don't get me wrong, but you have the very modern, clean, easy to find. It looks like other cloud based software that I use, so it doesn't it doesn't look old fashioned. It looks like all the rest of the tools that I'm already using in the rest of my my business life. Right. So I'm already jealous of your website, man. <laughs> yeah. I- that's great. I mean, it it, it, it shouldn't be awful, right? I mean, that's that, that, that's what we that's what we do. Uh, we're a software development shop, you know. So uh, I like your business motto. It shouldn't be awful. <laughs> I'm also going to adopt well, I mean, that. Was, that wouldn't speak very well for our employers, you know. No, definitely uh, not. Make them look good. I think that's re- that's good. Bruto. It shouldn't be awful. <laughs> yeah, you know who's less than awful is uh, Lisa. Who's Lisa? <laughs> She's awful. Oh, Lisa is Lisa fulfills all the t-shirt orders. Ah, and other stuff in the office. I mean, she has other duties in the office too. But but in terms of Bruto, that's 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 what she does. You say she fills up T-shirts. She's doing a great job <laughs> fulfilling orders. Oh, you're back to that rapist, yeah. rapist culture thing. Ah, oh, don't do that. No, no you're no, right. Come you're on right. now. Don't do that. So, tell me more about about Bruto in general, because it looks like one of your main focuses is having user recipes on there, and I'm just curious how it all ties into a, a brewing software. Yeah, so um, I'll talk about I'll, about that a bit. We've got this uh, kind of pretty cool idea there that um, while you've got sort of like this original canonical recipe of what you know uh, of a beer, 
but you know, if you want to make it five or six or ten or twenty times, each time it's going to be a little different. And so we kind of introduced this idea of a brew log, where you're able to track every single time you brew a beer and have that be attached to a single recipe. Eventually, we're going to look at uh, some of the, you know the top recipes on the site and see, oh hey, these you know twenty different people brewed it. Um, how does it how did it shake out for all those twenty different people? Did they have any other troubles? Were there things that were easy? Were there things that turned out really well for most of them? So that's a great concept, especially because a lot of problems, if if they are actually problems with a recipe, will be recurring. People will talk about having the same things go wrong, for example. You can kind of clear it up. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if uh, someone leaves a bad review of a recipe, you could potentially take a look at their brew log and see, oh, well, you know, you know, you, you threw your hop additions in too late or too early, and you could take a look at their process and see if there's something that's obviously wrong with it. Okay. It also seems like I, I almost get my own homepage by signing up for Brewtoad, where, where my information lives. Does that, does that sound about right? Yeah, we're trying to make things a little more social here. Okay. Um, the idea is that you can follow other people, you can uh, find other recipes. We're definitely kind of like building out this piece of it right now, but, uh, you know, I follow Kyle, and if Kyle hasn't, you know, does his uh, own brew on his own, I can see that oh, he, you know, he did a new brew, he created a new recipe, and I can get updates about that kind of thing. It's pretty basic right now, but hopefully we're trying, you know, we're trying to expand it to the point where you could, you know, kind of search around you and see, hey, who is actually brewing a uh, beer right now? But some of these then, people are already. S- some of these people are already. I know you said you're building it up, but. You've got people on here. Here's a guy on here. His name's his username is Captain. He's got uh, 225 recipes uploaded. There's a guy named Slate Tank who's got or girl I don't know uh, who has 576 recipes up here. So you got some pretty prolific users already. Yeah, well, I think we. We kind of approached it with the idea that we want to be um, compatible with as many other pieces of software as possible. Okay. And so we're following your XML standard. And if you have, you know, if you've used BeerSmith, if you use Topville, you know, you're able to just import your recipes into our site, really no problem whatsoever. Where does Moscow go to follow Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> At the Brutoid parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. If it's uh, bruto.com.myshopify.com, you can zoom in on her. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think you can, uh, you can probably call the uh, office too, and she might just pick up. Oh, don't say oh, that. She's not one of your wives, is she? Uh oh. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you should assume so, Moscow. I do like having your own kind of account, and you know, you can you can actually search week, for different people too. So you can actually search by the brewer as well. So you can search Jason J.P. Petros, and you'll get my little, I have like two recipes up there, and you can, okay. you can find all that kind of stuff. And, and so if, if I know you're on there, I can put your name in there, and I'll get all your recipes. So let me guess, you have a like a, a porter recipe up there. I'm disappointed in you. And you also have an IPA recipe up there. I, I have 10, actually, double IPA recipes, <laughs> each with varying degrees of the same hops. Yes, double IPAs for you, Dipper. Yeah. Now, of course, like any good uh, brewing software would have, and of course, like I said, this one is based in the cloud, so it's nice to just have it right there. You've got a tools section uh, where we can do things like mash water calculator, alcohol calculator, color converter. Um, So you've obviously built in the tools that you found that you were using as well, Kyle. Yeah, um, you know, that that tool section is... um it's definitely a work in progress. I've got a list, got a mile long of, of 
stuff I want to add to that. Uh, the mash water calculator needs an update, um, but it's it's stuff that that as and, and that that's another interesting thing is 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 the hair club for men, right? The the guy owns it, and he he's he's also a customer <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Size burling, um, yeah, yeah, right, right. So so we dog food this. We you know we use. We use Bruto to create recipes, and then we brew beer, and then there's this feedback loop where our experience with the software and with brewing drives the software. So those tools were really just a um, what we were finding we were needing as we were brewing beer or working on the, the software itself. So it's always expanding, and, um, uh, uh, you know, there's, there, there's really, if, if I know just looking around the Internet, there's no end to the number of different beer calculators and stuff that are out there so right absolutely but you know there's always room for for not only more but but clearly better ones um so it's that's nice true to... some of them are crazy some of them are awful <laughs> yeah and we've gone through several here at the bn too you know just looking around and even some of our own guys you know jamil ended up creating his own yeast calculator because he wasn't happy with other methods of doing it and so i guess what i'm saying is the the best tools that come out almost always come out of brewers you know like yourselves so sometimes the best That's tools right. are brewers, really. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you this quickly because I do see a sign up and a sign in button right here on the page. Is what do I have to do to sign up? Is it free? Is there a membership? What is the deal right now? Yeah, it's it's totally free to sign up. Um, we are planning on releasing some kind of premium memberships here uh, after the new year. Uh, we've got a really big update coming out before that. We're working really hard on right now. Uh, but the next thing after that would be to uh, uh, have some kind of premium subscription and be a monthly thing. Uh, we haven't uh, finalized the price points or anything yet, but... Uh, uh, the T-shirt sales are not enough to keep the boat afloat, so we got to earn a little bit of revenue here if we want to keep it uh, free. But what, what's there right now will always be free, and we're, we will be expanding on the free offerings as well. Well, you're but all you need is email address. So okay, so you can sign up easy with an email address. Just hit the sign up button. It's kind of it sounds like the brewing network method. We did the same thing. We sold like ten T-shirts a month for for five years, and it didn't <laughs> didn't really get us that far. So we had to come up with other ways to do it. But we what we did get was tons of people listening that way. Right? Uh, do you know about how many users you guys have now, approximately? Uh, just over forty thousand users. Wow! Nice. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's crazy, man. At the National Homebrew Conference, just every other person coming up to us and oh, they're on the site. They use the site. And absolutely unbelievable. That's Very great. weird. It's almost forty-five thousand. Wow, that's yeah. really oh, great God. because it's, 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 it's yeah, it's the community that's gonna you know help you take it to the next level. So with, it sounds like you got an excellent start on that with all over one hundred and eighty-two thousand recipes. That's insane. It's pretty crazy. Is there like a rating system for the recipes? You know, can I get to the t- the cream of the crop of one hundred eighty two thousand? Uh, you know, we have a, a ranking algorithm where they're automatically sorted by a number of. We apply. We we, we give each recipe a rank based on like uh, how many brew logs it has, how many comments it has. Um, uh, we did a blog post about this a while ago. Actually, it's 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 quite difficult to just look at a recipe and, and determine if it's any good. But you can determine if a recipe is popular and if people are interested in it. And and right. so that's more the metric we use. Um, we are looking at adding some kind of rating system where people can directly rate recipes. But uh, right now, it's it's again based on a number of different signals. Okay, they need a rate culture. <laughs> so that we can uh, 
Can is there? Can anybody tell me where JP's two recipes are ranked right now? Is that possible to look up? You know, I couldn't tell you where. Uh, I could fudge him to me on the top if you looked at. Oh, uh, I'm logged in already. I mean, Chris is saying if he goes to your your account, there's a way to look. It's. I mean, I know you it's can, not right. Hi. Uh, you can't. You can't see your uh, recipe rank, but you can see how many people have commented on your recipes, how many people have saved your recipes, how many people have created versions of your recipes. Oh wow! Let me see. Uh, I'm surprised you don't check this hourly, JP. You. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know you could do it. <laughs> um, does, I guess. Let's see more. It'd be. Uh, it'd be it's going to be under your activity. Ah, activity. Here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. How many likes do you have? How many likes? Ten billion. <laughs> it's just weird. I didn't think it went that far. That's, that's pretty good. Clearly, he's just sitting at home clicking like all day long. <laughs> uh, my computer's freezing up a little bit. Oh, all right. Well, that's not important. I really wanted to know where out of 180,000 you were ranked. Uh, I have four followers, though. That's all I can tell you. Nice. Uh, uh, how many of them are family members? I can't tell you that. <laughs> Taryn and his cats. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, guys. Well, you know what? I love it. Like I said, it's a fantastic and intuitive site, and I'm really excited for you that you have that big of a community working with it. I, like I said, I think that's what's going to help uh, propel you. So congratulations on a great product, guys. Thanks, fam. Thank you so much. Oh, I, I got it right here. Check this out. So you go into, if you make an account, you can go into um, you, you know your account, and then it's, it's right over there on the right, on the left-hand side, activity. Um, zero brewers have saved my recipes. Huh. I'm ranked... Um, 35,342nd of 44,160. That is exactly the information I was hoping to find out. Zero comments have been left on my recipes. Uh, I'm ranked 37,467th, so I'm a little bit lower uh, uh, than that. And zero variants have been created, which is kind of cool. So I guess you can, you can what, take someone's recipe and then create a variant from that and, and kind of make it your own? I have an idea. Oh, Guys, you didn't I, even get a chance to talk about that, yeah? Oh, well, I'll, I'll give you a second. We can do that. But I have an idea. <laughs> you, what? What's okay, what? I'll, I'll make it super quick. You can take someone else's recipe. You can create a variant of it. Um, it. It basically clones the recipe, and then you can make changes to it. But we maintain this sort of family tree, this ancestry. So you can see where recipes come from. And you can cool. go all the way back. Oh, I like that. Wow. So you can, yeah, yeah, you, you want to see the genesis of the whole thing. Yeah. Or the genocide of it. What's your uh, What's your idea? Okay, remember when Twitter was newish and Ashton Kutcher like <laughs> vowed to be the first one to get a million followers? Yeah. And now I think Conan's doing it with LinkedIn. Like he wants to be the most influential person on LinkedIn. Right. I think JP that you should start a campaign you, <laughs> to become number one. Like right I now you're thirty five thousandth. But that's a climb. I think we should get you to number one. I think you should get me to be number one. That's for sure. I'm trying. I'm handing this over <laughs> and saying, you know, you oh, good. A, a little more promotion on your part, maybe a few more recipes. You can be the most well liked person on Brewtoad. I think. I think you're the Ashton Kutcher of Brewtoad. Oh man, can I hang out with what's her name, <laughs> Miley Cyrus or no? Demi Cyrus? Demi Mamore, probably. Uh, I, I I accept that challenge. All right, there we go, JP. Yes. Thank you. Something else I got to do. Chris, Kyle, before you know it, JP will be number one. I, you mark I'm my. Looking forward to it. Mark- <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be competing with the two of us, so we'll see how well that goes. Oh, good. Oh. See, every you you have to have competition, or it doesn't work. So this That's is true. Good. This is your motivation, JP. I'm ready for it. Take down Chris and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. All right, guys. Chris, Kyle, thank you so much for spending time with us, and thanks for putting out a great product like Brutoad. I appreciate it. 
Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Uh, go to brewtoad.com right now. You can buy T-shirts from Lisa, and uh, you can also sign up. It's free uh, to use the software. I encourage you to sign up, if for no other reason, than to vote for JP. To Please start, do. You have to like JP and get him ranked number one. I have two recipes. You should favorite them. I should import some more because I, mean, I'm a, I have a plethora of really pseudo-award-winning recipes. <laughs> I think you should yeah. put them up there. And I will. I think, listen, this is in your wheelhouse, JP. You can do this. You can be number one. Wait, I'm sorry. What's in my wheelhouse? Taking something from the ground level and making it into something? No. Yeah, right. Well, that's but- what it would be doing. So I don't know whose wheelhouse you're talking about. Somehow so- becoming the number one thing in something social networking. That's what's in your wheelhouse. More of my wheelhouse is taking something that has a lot of potential and forgetting about it. <laughs> That's, that's more of my speed. Yeah, that might actually be You have to demonstrate your ability to really whore it up for the audience. <laughs> What's your username, JP? Jason, uh, quote, JP, unquote, Petros. Oh. Yeah. Well, I need to go by both, uh, n- n- not necronomicons. <laughs> right? Nomenclatures? What's the word? Nomenclatures? Yeah, yeah. that works. All right. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't wow. I like necronomicon better. Though. I like it too. That was a little more evil. Tacey just slid me a note that says they have 64 versions of Janet's Brown. (laughs) So great. Have you signed up yet, Tacey? I just did. Shit. Now you got competition, Jason. I don't mind. It's all right. (laughs) Sorry. Before the thing was set out, I was already... already Are you going to go correct all 64 versions, Tacey? Yeah, I'm going to go check them all out. (laughs) This one's got the wrong dry hop. That's got the wrong mash temp. I just don't care enough, I guess. Moscow... Being much younger than Tasty, you have a lot to learn from him on the technical side. He he signed up for Brew Toad all during the course of a fifteen minute interview. He's he's already hit the ground running. He knows how many Janet's Brown recipes he has. He did it all from his phone. And what do you know? I know the chick who fills the T shirt order's name. <laughs> That's and weird. I know where to find her. That could be the most important thing, actually. Yeah. You got her phone number. It's one hundred Brew Toad. I think is what the guys are saying. All right, I got to go to break. Before we do, uh, let's see if this is funny. Brewing beer is like making love to Madonna at this age. It takes a lot of time and patience. You've got to keep stirring and stirring. And uh, at the end, there's way more yeast than you thought there'd be. <laughs> Not funny. Yeah. Not funny. No, I gave him a courtesy laugh. Absolutely. I do like Triumph the Dog, so I'm rooting for him, but that one wasn't funny. He had a good no. gluten-free joke. We'll yeah. stay, stay tuned for that one. All right. That's pretty good. It's the session. We'll be back with Sean Paxton and food and beer pairing. 888-401-BEER or hit the chat button on the homepage. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Cadsy here. I'm feeling that Melavino mead, yo. We can't be driving nowhere. Damn straight, son. It's a situation up in here. We be straight GTMing. GTM? You know it, baby. Jim, Tan, me. Yeah, buddy. We be meeting all night, son. Hey, what's this Kickstarter thing I see on the Ultranet? Yeah, Kickstarter. It's the best way there is to raise some dollars for new businesses. Kickstarter's going to help Melavino Mead get all launched up and whatnot. 
New Jersey meat for the win. Yeah, yeah. Melovino Meadery needs your help, BN Army. For less than the cost of a tanning session or a bottle of bronzer, you can help make Melovino Mead a reality. And when your girl sees how generous and giving you is, she'll be out Jersey turnpiking you in no time. Yeah, buddy. Help New Jersey's first official meadery get up and running by making a pledge to their Kickstarter campaign. Melovino Meadery. Wine divine. So go get some of that money you've been saving up for the new kicks and pledge it to Melovino Meadery on Kickstarter. Yo, Captain here. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Have you ever dreamed about attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2014 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition in the 2014 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2013, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2014 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of meat on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down meat when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight doesn't stop at 14% like most meaderies to save 40 cents a gallon. Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead Explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer when it spits resin in your face and makes you cry, uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 
8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering, but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer, (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. the program thanks for hanging out with us thanks to the boys from brew toad go to brewtoad.com right now and check it out have some fun over there also while you're in the fun having mood go to our friends at adam and eve you can go to adamandeve.com right now and check it out and for a limited time only if you use coupon code bn army that's one word b-n-a-r-m-y wow. you'll get 50 percent off just about any one item You'll get free shipping. You'll get three free adult DVDs from all sorts of different genres. Such as rape culture. I don't think that's one. It should be. Rate culture might be one. It's where you rate the girl that you're, I don't know. Well, you, you, oh, you're like hot or not. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bruto should make shirts now that say, rate now featuring cul- rate culture. <laughs> you know? We're part of the rate uh, culture. Yeah. You know, just like rate beer. And rape beer and beer advocate. They're part of the rape culture. They are part of the rape culture. So now Brewtoad can be. Thank you. All right. Uh, go to adamine.com right now. Three free adult DVDs from all sorts of great genres and uh, and then free shipping. So not only do you get all this cool stuff by using the coupon code BN Army, but you do support the BN, believe it or not. Uh, never before did you think, oh, if only I could help the BN every time I jerk off. <laughs> well, now you can. Uh, go to adamandeve.com. Thank and God. Get your yeah. three free adult. Imagine all the help you could be giving us if every time. We'll punch your card for you every time. <laughs> Uh, but it does help us out, and look, it helps you out, too. Why go stand at that creepy corner store buying Jugs magazine yeah, right. uh, when you can do it all on adamandeve.com? Just use coupon code BNARMY, and, and you know what? They've been a, a pretty long-term supporter of ours now, and, and they're good to us, and uh, go be good to them, except for that one listener who didn't like that we support the porn industry or whatever. Yeah, well, he's married to God anyway. Listen, if I could actually support the porn industry, if I could have started a network around that, I, I would have, but uh, I'm... Well, Ken, there's, there's still money in Why porn. couldn't you? No. Eh, I don't know. There's still money in just, it. Just uh, face shift all our voices. We'll just do another show after this. We could talk about <laughs> porn all night, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. We should, we should be our own porn rating site. Right? Exactly. All right. Go check them out. AdamandEve.com. Our good friend is back in the studio with us right now, Mr. Sean Paxton, the homebrew chef. Uh, Hola. Thanks for coming back in the studio, man. Oh, it's great to be here. You haven't even been into the new place yet. I know. I feel like such a slacker. Wow. It's been a busy year. I didn't know. I thought maybe we had done a little segment or something, but now I realize There was one time I was going to come over and just, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to have you in here. Uh, uh, Better late than never. It is. It's uh, nice to actually be here because it's been a busy year. I bet. Yeah, I've been doing beer dinners all over. and South America, it was great. Really? Yeah. Very nice. A lot of fun stuff this year. You should you- get out and see the world more. <laughs> I feel like I have this year. Like, this is only my, uh, let's see here, this past oh. weekend was my eighth weekend home since April. You're kidding. So, no, it's been the kind of year it's been. <laughs> it's funny when you count the weekends home instead of the weekends away. You know you're busy then. Oh, I, I, I love my bed. I love my shower. And let me tell you, you yeah. miss it that much more when you're on the road and that many hotel rooms and yeah. all over the place. JP so. hasn't been out of his house for eight weekends in the whole time he's lived there. That's true. <laughs> I think. Ever. Wow. And he doesn't even like his bed or his shower. <laughs> Just a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's great to have you back, and I think we finally have, have another great topic for you to come back and talk about with us. Oh, and, I think uh, this has got to be like part one of many, because there's a lot to this topic. I hope so, because I, I do feel like if we were to try to cram it all into one show, we would be doing a disservice to our listeners. So, 
to maybe to set it up a little bit, and I did at the beginning of the show, but we're talking about some beer pairing do's and don'ts. And if you know anything about Sean Paxton, you know that he's got a lot of information on the subject. So what I've asked you to do is try to, in, in this first episode, this is kind of beer pairing do's and don'ts 101. So even though there's a lot more information that, that we could grind through since we're just kind of given the overview this time, right? Is that the plan? That's kind of the plan. Okay. And the the larger plan, of course, is that we'll be able to follow up with like a, a beer pairing 105 where we get into some intermediate courses and we'll move all the way up to advanced. And then the overriding goal, of course, is to prove JP wrong. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That was my goal. Yeah. I'll just start calling you Nick Petros, and then it can be just like I'm a child again. Yeah. Aw. You want to sit on my lap? It's my dad's name. Is that your dad's name? I was trying. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is Nick? Uh, I thought it was... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah. I call him asshole, just like you do. So I never I know you're a dick. I forgot he had a real name. Yeah, he does. Uh, He's a real person. And the reason I'm picking on JP a little bit is, as I mentioned, you know, JP has essentially gone on record as saying, you know, just look, beer pairs with stuff, all yeah. stuff. It doesn't, this whole, this whole science of it or really narrowing it down is, is futile because it all works. And I thought, well, what if we bring Pax in and, and actually show us what doesn't work? And, and maybe and that'll why. help us all learn. And why? Exactly. Because I think that helps us understand what does work. Because I struggle all the time. Okay. I mean, I see... <laughs> Not only in my own dinners, because it's like, oh, I really want to do this, but man, this just isn't going to work. Uh, yeah. And then I see when I've gone to other dinners and I've tried things, I'm like, God, that really didn't work. And I don't even know if they even realize it. And then I'll talk to the chef afterwards and try not to be the dick. Sure. <laughs> so Because you can kind of look at a flavor descriptor of a oh, yeah. beer and the ingredients. Or and I go, know the beer and I'm like, why would you ever put that two together? Well, I kind of meant the inverse. Like, I might look at a beer and go, oh. Well, this is definitely going to be perfect with whatever I'm cooking. And then only to find out, no, that wasn't right at all. Even though the ingredients looked right, the balance wasn't, or whatever it was, something stuck out like a sore thumb. And so to find chefs doing that, like you're mentioning, to go to their beer dinner, makes me think that the rest of us schleps are doing it kind of often as well, where we're mispairing things. And I will kind of call out, there was somebody on the forum who was talking about beer dinners, and why would I ever want to spend like a you know, $100 on a beer dinner when I can go down to the local pub and I can do it better myself. At the pub? What are you, nuts? And I was just sitting there like, wow. You know, and, and I just didn't respond because there wasn't really anything just nice to say sure. about that statement. Because, Sounds like a troll anyway. But. Well, and, and I just struggle because, you know, anytime you have a chef, and this is where, again, I struggle because when you think about, you know, if you're going to do a dinner and you have a beer and you have food that goes with that beer and... They're paying for it, and they're there, and if they're not getting the most out of that beer-pairing experience, I think we're doing a disservice. Yeah, I agree. Plain and simple. because Especially because the, because if eventually we are going to say, I don't want to pay 100 bucks, yeah. you guys aren't even doing it right. And how much work, like for my dinners, how much work goes into every single dinner, because it's really, it's a complete one-off. There's like one of them, that's it. The recipes, the menu, the beers, the brewer, everything that falls into play, the location. Right. You're not recycling this menu across the country. I wish. It'd make my life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I can figure out how to do that, please, somebody just, you know, send me a tweet right now. I'm all about it. So, sure. It's because... easy. You just do the same radio show over and over again. You bring in the same, <laughs> same jokes. Same guests. Get better. <laughs> yes. Hey, I got an idea. Let's have Paxton in again. <laughs> Paxton, how often are you surprised? Like, this really didn't work, or this really did work? Quite a few, actually, because, I mean, this is where, to look at a beer pairing, right, even like a beer that, let's say it's a Pilsner, 
tell me three pilsners that taste the same outside of our macro or you know the big macros i mean it's really interesting when you get into the nuances of each beer style and to get like specialty ingredients different malts you know different hop regimes i mean it's it's all over the board and so this is where i always struggle because do you pair with the beer in mind or like the food mind and then find the right beer to go with it because so what do you do well i usually go by the beer first because usually i'm working with the brewery and the brewer's usually there and this is again where i struggle because if i know the brewers in the room my job above everybody else being happy is that brewer to be happy because that beer usually takes more time to make than my food takes to make. Okay. So, okay. And this is where, too, you have control because in your market, you might have different beers. And this is where, too, I've always struggled about how to you, you know, to design a menu that works with the seasonality of everything, to design it around the beer and multiple beers from the same brewery sometimes. It's, it's tricky. It's yeah. not as easy as some people make it out to be. Well, I like the approach of starting with the beer. And even oh, yeah. for us laymen, because half the reason we want to pair food and beer is because we found some rock and roll beer anyway. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, let's figure out what we can eat with this. Yes. So I like the approach of, of starting w- with a beer. That's a good, I think, a general rule. And then to taste the beer. Good idea. (laughs) And this isn't always available for me, which is tricky because sometimes the beer is only in keg and they can't ship me a growler. Uh, There's other times there's only 15 of the beers, period, in existence. Okay. And they've been aged for, you know, 10 years, 12 years in a cellar. And for me to open up one, that means everybody else gets like, you know, an ounce less per glass. Yeah. And... So this is where I have to do a lot of research and my experience from all the beers I've tasted that have been aged and everything else. And like, well, luckily huh, for us at home, we can taste the beer, right? Exactly. We're not we're not going to pick these, these rare things. These beers are pretty have. easy. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is where again, you know, to look at it, are you doing a compare or a contrast? Um, or sometimes they look at it as cut, like you're cutting the fat or the acids going to cut the fat. I don't use that as much. I usually look at compare and contrast or complement and contrast as far as the base most wine is contrasting okay because it just works better that way because wine has the acid beer styles even though beer itself has a lower ph you know lambics and those styles of beers that are sour have even a lower ph but that's not usually the best way to pair because like i find like with red wine white wine rosé sparkling wine it just it's it's totally different than so beer. L- let me make sure i understand the difference between compare and contrast when you pick sure. a beer a uh, compare would be doing something like taking a chocolate porter and serving it with a chocolate dish and i'm taking two chocolate is that a, instead that's not a exactly. contrast right that's no, i'm comparing that's totally compare what would a contrast be? A contrast is when you find a different element. So, like, let's say that you're using the maltiness to play up some of the other flavors in the dish. So, like, let's say that the dish is briny, you know, or, like, let's say an oyster. You okay. You know, like an oyster and an oatmeal stout. Okay. A great combination for that. Because you have the kind of salt... And, and the bitterness salinity. of an oyster. You have almost sometimes a, almost a sweet, oceany kind of a thing going on. And then, and a, then a you multi-sweet. have sweet. But it's actually more astringent. Okay. I see. Because of the roasted malts, that burning of the malts, uh, it actually becomes very astringent. It's not necessarily bitter where hops add the bitterness. Okay. And so how those work against that salinity and it kind of works together because you have to think about how, again, how we taste. 
because it all goes back down to our palate. Yeah. We smell more than we taste. So that's a given. So that's why I'm always surprised that nobody smells the beer first to see how it's going to work. And then two, when you taste it, how it hits your tongue and then how it stays around. Because this is also where two off flavors can pop, pop in all the time that to me, I always struggle with like... I don't use any apples, pears, corn, cooked cabbage. I really leave all that out now because those are all off flavors that we all know as a brewer. And unless the beer is made with apples or pears or corn, don't use it. Okay. So don't pair Pilsner and popcorn then. (laughs) You can, and you will get something that, you know, it's called diacetyl. And unless you like that flavor, which I really can't stand that flavor. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So that's a great general rule, and too. And nobody is talks to, about this. I mean, this is where I feel like I'm the only one who keeps bringing this up. And, yeah. And it's, to go to down the list really of off flavors and point out, hey, yeah. don't put these flavors, like cabbage, don't put that in your plate if you're... Or like cream corn. Yeah. I okay. mean, I almost bought, like, you know, a jar or a can of cream corn just for everybody to try and then put it with a beer. And let me tell you, you will get DMS up your ass. Okay. Is that, is that something you used to do? You were pairing stuff with corn? Um, I've used like polenta. I've used other things, and I'm like, God, that just isn't working the way I want it to work. Okay. And the more I kind of went back, and the more I looked at it, and then not that everybody's ever going to be a beer judge, I know that. But that's where it's interesting is to think about what we do know as beer judges and what we can share with other people to help them understand why this beer is better right. than that beer because it doesn't have any flaws. And it's interesting because, excuse me, a lot of chefs. When they taste something, oh, I taste apple. And then they just go with it. Yeah. And e- that's actually a disservice, I think, a lot of times. Sure. And, and it's a lack of knowledge about that being an off flavor in beer. The lack of knowledge you know, for, is huge. For because the also part. for them to understand all the different beer styles that are out there. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Okay, so this is an advantage that us home brewers oh, have sure. over a trained chef. Because a trained chef who maybe doesn't know as much about beer is going to pick out these very basic flavors, apples, something like that, and run with them. Home brewers, you should go, look, I know that's an off flavor. Let's not showcase that in our pairing. Exactly. Okay, great. So draw upon your own knowledge uh, as as a home brewer of of what is good and not good in a beer. And all those style books that you've bought and you've read cover to cover. Everyone. I've read them all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all dog-eared. No, not hairstyle. Oh. Beer style. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm get, those are on my list. That's You're definitely thinking of the rape culture manual. <laughs> like are, yeah. pre and post carpet filtration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It all changes things. Okay. All right. You're never going to live that down, by but, the way. No, I might as well just keep doing it. <laughs> But this is also where, too, even in this setting right now, so all the food I did very, very simply, like pretty much as boring as boring could be. Okay. Because this is where, too, I can take something as a chef and I can overlay a different technique. I can overlay, you know, it's been smoked, it's been roasted, it's been grilled, it's been poached, it's been cured, it's been it's served raw, it's served sous vide, you know, and then I can also add seasonings. I could add different countries and different cuisine flavors that work with those cuisines to enhance certain elements, you know, and this is where it's interesting too, because you think about intensity, like the beer has X intensity. Randy Mosier talks about this a lot in his book, um, tasting beer. And it's a great, you know, way to look at things when you look at intensity, because it does factor in because something light. What does that mean? That, that some beers are, are they're, they're more forced upon your well, palate than alcohol. others? 
yeah. percent, okay. right? Yeah. You know, if it's a three-two pilsner versus a twelve percent barley wine or imperial stout, one is definitely that more that intense, thick, rich, yeah. underlined, you know, malty goodness that we like at the end of a meal okay. versus at the beginning of a meal. That intensity will change things. Got it. And so that's where too to look at certain things and certain flavors because this is again where I see a flaw a lot of times. Um, I was at one dinner where. There was a corn kind of chowder-ish thing that was paired with uh, cuvée de Tommy, uh-huh. and it was just a mess <laughs> okay. from a lot of different angles. And this is where, whether they realized it or not, I don't know. But this is where I think about things, and it's like, wow, that just, you know, one, the corn brings up the DMS. Number two, this beer has so many other flavors going on, and nothing is matching with this chowder. Okay. So, and, and so that's kind of where you can go with this. And, you know, as we get into this, we'll talk about this more, but, you know, one is to really understand the beer and the style. And that's really a great focal point because like, what's your primary taste on that beer, your secondary and your trietary flavors that you get? Okay. Is it malt forward? Is it hot forward? Or is it a special ingredient forward? Okay. Fruit, spices, herbs, you know, pumpkin, whatever it is at that time of year that that beer is served. So... Well, let's start with something. Let's do it. What so, do we have to, to begin with? First, we have a thing that does not really pair well with wine at all is asparagus. Okay. Because? Uh, one, because of the flavor and then the acid of wine. Pass that down. Yeah, just pass around. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks for not handing me that spear, by the way. <laughs> we're down, we're just, no, you're, it looked like you were about to hand me the like, please don't but do then I, I meant to I, hand the plate, then I handed him the spear instead. That was my so fault. So this no, is just that quickly blanched asparagus. Um, I do apologize. This is not a seasonal ingredient. Okay. That's um, right. So it's from... This is from Peru. So, um, yes. American. It's not local Delta asparagus. All right. And we have... Two beers in front Two of us as well. What do we have? So we have the wonderful Firestone Primo Pill. Pivo Pills. Pivo, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm looking only, at Bevo. I'm only it. correcting you because I am such a fan of this beer that I, I it must be said correctly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it's such, it's a really, it's a beautiful beer. If you have not had this beer, it just won a medal for a reason. Um, so are we about to ruin it with a bad pairing? Not at all. So, okay, so talk so about first, the, what, do you, what characteristics do you find in this beer? Well, first, let's just taste the asparagus. Okay. What do we taste? Asparagus. Green. Moscow. Green. Like a, a lot of, like, the chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Green, almost planty. Yeah, exactly. Vegetative sweetness. Yeah, vegetative, slightly sweet. Yeah. Or, like... Um, Some acidity. Sweet peas. Yeah. No. Yeah, I get sweet peas, too. So, yep. now, if we tried this with the pills... Okay. Taste? Go ahead. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna think about the asparagus for a second. Still have a little bit in my mouth too. I like that this is it's a simple pairing. And and it was interesting to really think about just this and not putting a hollandaise over it or anything else. Yeah. And what's interesting with this pairing is is that the grassiness of the hops comes out. That chlorophylly kind of thing comes out, and it, yeah. to me, it's a really good complement. Right, Nathan. The malty sweetness kind of is there to. Just to balance out that pea kind of a little thing going on. It seems to transform the bitterness a bit, too. Mm. It takes it down a notch. It brings up hop flavor, hop aroma to some extent. And are you also getting a little bit more maltiness because of it in the finish? Yes, it becomes more of like a Pils malt showcase kind of a thing. So what about you guys? Well, I, f- I find the uh, the grassiness, the, uh, the uh, 
vegetative part of the of the uh, herbally kind of thing. Of the vegetable bringing out that characteristic in, in the people. I, I tried it with in the, a good way. Probably not not a good way. I'm, it's annoying to me. It's like uh, something bad about the beer all of a sudden. Hmm. Hmm. That's like, is it from hops in the beer? Or? Yeah, it's like, yeah, the hops, yeah, basically the hops. I'm getting the, the vegetative. Just did it. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Something, I mean, you've given us a vegetable. Yeah. A pure vegetable. We're going to have a lot of vegetative. That's very green. So that is it. Green like a hop. So even by some of your own principles that you've given us thus far, that could accentuate if there were really minute vegetal flavors mm-hmm. in the beer, they would now become a little more ac- and accentuated. And remind you that this yeah. is like, Plain, simple, just basically blanched and chilled asparagus. Yeah, I was right. going to say, if like you have had some garlic on there and some, or a hollandaise sauce or something. Exactly. I mean, we can go a lot stuff, of different directions that'd be just, as a side it'd, veg, it'd totally and that's kind of why I'll, I thought about that. I'll tell you what I get. It's, it's actually much closer to what Nathan mentions, and that is that there's a mellowing effect of the bitterness of the Pivo Pills, which is one of the things I really love about the Pivo Pills. But with a food pairing, it's nice to, to have it have the beer actually transform. And see, this is where I think that's a good, I mean, that's how my palate works. And so this is what, you bring up a great point, which is another point I wanted to talk about, is everybody tastes different. This is the hardest thing when I do an NHC dinner. This is the hardest thing when I do any dinner for any event, is that what's the baseline in the room? Like, how spicy can you go? To me, it's not spicy unless I'm sweating. Yeah, I mean a ghost pepper. That's right up my alley. Wow. I have other people who are like, "You got to be fucking nuts!" I would put say that. Your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just had some friends over at the house, and I have a ghost pepper salt that I use because my wife doesn't like spicy food, and so now I can salt my food and wow. be spicy. I remind me that I have a question about spicy food for you later. Oh, I need to ask you about. Oh, that. but okay. But so this is everyone where, tastes different, and this is where it's interesting. We all have our different food allergies. We have our food issues. We were grown up as a kid, and we were made to eat certain things that we did not like. Yeah. And we have, you know, certain dishes our parents made for us that we don't like. Right. You know. Um, These are things that are going to stick out. And they're individual. Like, I can't control that. Okay. And so when you come sit down to any one of my dinners, I'm thinking about all those factors. Because yeah. it's like, oh, wow. Because, hey, are you vegetarian? Are you vegan? Are you gluten-free? Are you... Normal. Lactose. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Do you like this pairing? Um, I don't dislike it. Uh, I don't... um, I mean, this is just like a quick, like, and this is where it's so hard to have, like, the perfect one, because the second beer that I have with it is Mm -hmm. an Imperial Stout. Okay. All right, well, let's let's try that. Yeah, let's try that. Okay. Before, because now before try this Imperial it. Stout, and again, we're going to get back into intensity. And so it, what, is eat, this a don't, then, in our do I would and don't. say that this is I a still, don't. So eat some. Yeah, and then and then taste. Oh, I should have tried the, the yeah, Stout first. Yeah, do you first. taste the beer first and then eat, or does Either it way. matter? It doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't I'm going to eat first because... Well, it doesn't matter. It's not that it doesn't matter. It, it, it all depends on, like, even when you think about making that perfect bite of food at a dinner. You have asparagus on your plate. You have mashed potatoes or mm-hmm. rice or quinoa or whatever oh, it yeah. is. And I would have liked, uh, but I think in this context, I think we should taste the beer first to find out how it changes for the better or for the worse. Because now drinking, drinking the Russian Imperial Stout, I don't, I don't, it doesn't. It, you don't think that one of these is a better pairing than the other? No, I, I'm, not, I'm not offended by the pairing of asparagus and Russian Imperial Stout. I don't think it's a good pairing. I think I can really taste that the Pivo Pills is very complimentary and that the Russian Imperial Stout 
You could call it a contrasting pairing, but to me, it's so contrasted that they just don't fit well. Together. What do you What do you get that doesn't fit well? Coffee, coffee, um, chocolate, earthy, deep, and to me, earthy. It's so strong that I almost don't even taste the asparagus. Yeah, you anymore. don't taste it. That's what I was it's like say. it almost dissolves. Like I know I'm chewing something in my mouth, mm-hmm. but I still taste so much of that imperial stout from Heretic, where it's rich. It's chocolatey, it's coffee-y, there's hints of espresso, and it's all way those too flavors. Sweet. And it is. It's way, like, I, that's why I did this one where it's an intensity issue. So this beer is so intense, it overwhelms completely what it's being paired with. Yeah. I agree with that. It messes and, up the mouthfeel, too. Exactly. And that's intensity. And that's where the pills. I mean, you could, sure, you could do a Saison, you could probably do a Kolsch to go with that asparagus. Very light again. Where these, like this imperial stout, I don't know. Is this like eleven percent, ten percent? It's, it's like a little over ten. Yeah. So that's where you know it's so rich, it's so strong, and it just doesn't really bring anything out of the asparagus. If anything, it almost completely o- o- overwhelms your palate, yeah. where you can't taste anything else. You just demolishes it. it. You nailed it when you said you can. You feel yourself chewing something, yeah. but there's no flavor. There's yeah. nothing there. Then yeah. you had Moscow at feel yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess I understand that aspect of you don't want something that overpowers the food that you're that you're tasting, and I never, you know, I agree with that. Okay, but but as far as flavors that don't work together well, I don't I don't get that. Okay, I don't get that. In you this don't think one. they diminish each I, other at all? I think they I think it does. You're not you're getting less asparagus, you're getting less imperial. Yeah, stout by maybe a little both, bit, right? but but I don't think it's off putting. I don't think it's offen- I don't you, think it's offensive. You can be honest with us. I am being honest. I don't think it, I don't think it's that offensive. I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't taste I it. Go, this is a terrible. That. This is a terrible. I pairing. didn't want to start with the very worst because then. Oh, we're going to get incrementally good. Great. Yeah. Love it. Let's this do it. was the worst pairing. No, no, no. it's no. not the worst pairing. Okay, good. We're going light. Good, nice. good, good. Okay. Because right. just, I will say this, even though I, I, I kind of agreeing with, with Paxton. I'm setting like a foundational I, groundwork here. I will, I cool. will also agree with JP that there's not like a lingering flavor from the food mm-hmm. that makes the the now the flavor of the beer bad. Right. It they just they the beer just totally overpowers it. So I'm I'm agreeing with you, JP. Mm-hmm. I would. <clears throat> this is only a bad pairing in the sense that they don't do anything for each other. Cor- it's yeah. not not that exactly. they're it's not that they're particularly offensive pairings together and oh, so oh yeah so okay that's, right. i'm just putting new words to i think what what you said to me yeah uh, so so not because you can so do the not same stumped thing. but you could uh. also do this with a- <laughs> jp is, is as of yet not stumped right but you could also do this with an artichoke Okay, that's another hard one in the wine artichokes world. Terrible artichokes are awful. No one should eat artichokes. They're poor man's food. It's a thistle. I love artichokes. You're eat a thistle. The, eat the thistle. Oh, they're terrible with mayonnaise oh. or butter. Ew, butter. Oh, yuck. Ugh. It's wonderful. Butter on it. I can think kidding? a lot of beers that are good. A roasted mm. garlic. It's mayonnaise. all about what oh. you put on it. I don't and think I've ever met anybody who doesn't like an artichoke. Honestly, the only time yeah, I don't right like here. artichokes is when people are pointing at my logo. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the time, I actually did that wonderful. at GBF one year. There was a guy wearing a hot T-shirt. You mother, yours, and I went up to him like, "Man, that's a killer artichoke." <laughs> he didn't even know it was me. It was so funny. Oh uh, yeah, I just laughed. Like, <laughs> All right, what what's next? Uh, because so I don't want to so, run out of time before we get. This is good stuff, yeah. Paxton. You're doing yeah, great. Absolutely. So what's interesting is that when you start to think about cheese. Oh, I always think about cheese. I, mm-hmm. Start to. I haven't stopped. When I scratch my balls. So we have cheese by itself because if we add bread to it, bread has enough characteristics that complement uh, beer that it makes it a lot harder. So okay. when you start to think about bread, 
you know, there's the caramelization from the baking of it uh, that mimics some of the, the barley. And, and so, yeah, just have it right by itself. I will, but I need to put it on things. Oh, you need it. It blows my mind that people, like, you ever go to eat dinner at somebody's house and they don't put out napkins? <laughs> Never happened to you? And I go, who the fuck doesn't use napkins? But it happens all the time. And I'm looking at this plate of cheese. I actually brought And I'm supposed plates. to pull something. I wasn't something. sure what the studio would have. So I'm, now, I'm, now I have to put it on a piece of paper. <laughs> There, I got a little bit of... You're cultured right now. Uh, are we using the uh, packs or are you doing the same beers? Uh, we're going to kind of probably drink these up a little bit and we'll do it with this, but also a few other ones just because. So we should take a good hunk of cheese. I took a good chunk. Here you go. Right. Uh, here we go. Plates. I yeah. came prepared. Thank you. It just- Taryn's going to be pissed if she didn't come that to That cheese show. tastes so- better on a hop grenade. So we have three different cheeses because, again, you can't just say cheese as a generic thing. Okay, so what is this first cheese? So the first cheese is uh, from Cypress Grove, which uh, these are the guys who make Humboldt Fog. But I didn't want to go that easy. So this is their Miss Natural. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't shave her legs. It's just pure on natural. <laughs> oh, good. It's like our very own Bevo. It's the patchouli <laughs> session. Yeah. Fromage Blanc or something. <laughs> we, we often call Bevo Miss Au Natural. Uh, so let me talk about the cheese a little bit while it's being passed around so the folks at home can play along. It is a, a very soft, creamy cheese. It is definitely on the very mellow side in term, when you're thinking of like stinky cheese or mild cheese. This is mild. What stands out uh, to me is that it has a crisp, like saltiness to it uh-huh. and a nice creaminess. But the creaminess is really a tang. Um, it does have a little tang to it. That's the goat, but it's not thick creaminess. Like it's no. not. Co- it's, it's a very it transparent. It does like, not like yeah. a like a triple cream, which I also brought. Okay, because I went because this is where too when you think about texture, do you think about intensity? Yeah. You're nailing it because okay. this is a fresh cheese. It's not aged. It's not going to be rich and ooey and just oozing out all over the plate. Right. It's going to be pretty balanced uh, because it is very fresh. The milk is very mm. nothing really done to it. Okay. I mean, it's there's it's very not, mild in that. There's sense. not like a long washing period. It's not like pressed and then soaked in salt water like it has a brine and then like Parmesan is. Okay. Because that gets tons of umami. You know, I That's think it's. Thing. I just had it with the Pivo pills too. I like the pairing. What's interesting is, once again, the beer has been transformed for me. It has a different flavor. I get fruity pebbles now out of the beer. Fruity pebbles. Interesting. Yeah. Did you get this one? Hmm. The malt that comes out with the saltiness. Like an hop aroma? Like you get a citrus type of quality out of the hop aroma now or more fruit? Me? See that? From the the Pivo Pills. You're asking uh, tasty or or about my fruity pebbles flavor? Your fruity pebbles flavor. Not citrusy, no. It's just really like a... Well, it is... No, you're right. There, it's a citrusy flavor, but it's that kind of... Fruity Pebbles, to me, was always this gnarly mishmash of fruit flavors, right? There was You couldn't pick out any one of them. And that's sort of what it did to this beer, where now... I want to say no to citrus, but there is citrus. And if you ask me another fruit, I'd say no to that, but there is that. And if you ask me another fruit, so that, like it's they like all a little melt. bit of lime, a little bit of lemon, a little yeah. bit of orange. L- yeah, I bet there's no dragon fruit. They could brought that out, but muddled it. Correct. Yeah, I can see that. It's there. Yeah, that wasn't there before. Yeah, which to me, by the way, is a very fun thing about beer and food pairing. Is that the beer now is a different beer with every new food, and Agreed. that's a lot of fun. And this is actually where. I would recommend all you listeners at home, whether you're listening live or going to download it later, 
open up like four or five beers, all different styles, or even like three beers in the same style, and compare it with different like ingredients. Yeah, because that's kind of what we're doing is we're building flavors, and this will be make more sense part two the next show. So should I try the same that that light cheese we've already described with the with this uh, imperial stout now? Yes. Okay. I'll do that. And, and what we're is- also going to do another beer, which is Lagunitas, their Hop Stupid, which I thought would be very appropriate because, um, yeah, I don't think that they can get any more hops in this beer. <laughs> it would be stupid. All right, so the first cheese with the Imperial Stout. Yes. Right? Or, or the Pivo. Did you do it with the Pivo? I don't or have you, any more Pivo. You were all out. Okay, yeah. that's all right. Well, great. Again, he's not going to agree. <laughs> well, I think the experience with the Imperial Stout is is similar to to what it did to the asparagus. And that's just that it demolishes it. It's a very light cheese and it just goes away. Intensity. There's nothing wrong with it again, yeah. but it uh, it would it's a waste. You know, I feel like it's a waste yeah. because I would just, agree it, with that. it demolishes yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I agree with you 100%. Okay. But does it do anything to enhance the roasty coffee flavors of the imperial stout? This It does brighten it just a hair because of the of the goat milk and that tang that it has to me uh, to me it, it but it's so like the cheese you you no longer get any of the nuances of the cheese no but but for me like this imperial yes stout no? is very is very uh, um uh bitter <laughs> okay. for, you know, for a russian imperial stout or i mean um, it's it's old it's or young a little bit so it needs to age a little bit. Porter? but it's it's very uh it's very bitter and so i think with this cheese it takes that bitterness out, and actually, I think it improves... Makes it sweeter. ...the Imperial Stout. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say this is a positive pairing, because hmm. it improves the beer. <clears throat> now we know he's insane. Right? Right? <laughs> right? I'm going to taste again. Yeah. Sometimes I find you right, even when I want to find you wrong. I, <laughs> I know. The I mean, reason why I chose this, and, and Thank no, you, Scott, I'm trying it, and, and what I struggle with is that all the delicate nuances of the milk are lost. Yes, the cheese cheese. itself is gone. Correct, but think about. I mean, but yeah, but think about the beer in this case right now. And I I am, but but this is a a beer and food and food and beer pairing. And so this is where, depending on what angle, what side of the street you're looking at, is it half full or half empty? I mean, you should call me negative. uh, (laughs) Well, and let me just go on and say because I just retasted it too. Yeah, uh, I'm not experiencing that it enhances the beer. I just think it hmm. once again it just demolishes it, just, it and it's, and that's kind of where and this is a hard thing to do is because to really put yourself I mean I'm putting myself because this is again this is my palate this is how I taste yeah and the reason why we have three cheeses which the second cheese you can also taste with the imperial stout okay what is the second is uh, the Calgary Creamery their um, Mount Tam which is basically a triple cream brie. Oh, I love this cheese. So this cheese is awesome. it's a it's a wonderful cheese. It's um these cheese have all been left out at room te- room temperature for about two hours, so that they're really room temp. I think you taste the cheese much better, just like when beer is served ice cold, like at thirty eight degrees, versus at you know fifty degrees or fermentate fermentation temperature. You know, as far as what it was cellared at when it was being made, that's where I think you get the most flavor. Um, and this is where again. To really taste uh, this second cheese, which very rich, very uh, it, it kind of coats your palate because it is very thick. Um, the intensity versus the chev that we basically had as our first cheese. Um, this cheese has that kind of mushroomy, bloomy kind of thing on the outside. Mm-hmm. So if you eat the rind, you really you get start to get that. some of that earthy, mushroomy thing going on, um, and then you really get the milk. Okay. 
So I get I get farmhouse. Yeah, big time. And when I have the Imperial Stout, then I really get farmhouse. Yeah. It enhances the farmhouse flavor. And that roasty, earthy. Yeah. You get all kinds of cherry and ester and all kinds of other complexity from the It's the first thing to actually compete with the beer. Yeah. yeah. It's finally something competing a little with the beer instead of just being knocked out. Exactly. It actually stands up to it. Yeah. But if you try this with the uh, Hop Stupid. Okay, that's our other one. Yep. Let me do that. With the second cheese? Still? Second cheese, yeah. The Mount, Mount Tam was the second cheese? Uh, yes. Okay. Cowgirl Creameries, by the way. If you, if you Folks at home, if you haven't uh, tried their cheese and you see it in the store... They're wonderful. Y- you know, you might find it a little on the pricey side, but uh, it's it's worth every penny. I've never had a bad cheese from them, and I, I highly recommend it. This one is no exception. And also... Since we're on it, might as well do a little cheese education. If you if you don't think you're a stinky cheese person and you're just trying to get into the cheese thing, Mount Tam is a perfect one because it's not as mild as the first no. one that we had, but it's not a stinky cheese. All of those no, flavors really that Paxton uh, des- described are subtle. Yes. The beer brings them out quite a bit, which is why I like this pairing. But that the cheese by themselves, they're all subtle things. And getting back to intensity, as well as to get into... You think about a cow, right? It yeah. eats grass. Happens all the time. Okay. <laughs> or GMO <laughs> corn. I mean, really. Yeah. Well, these cows, because this is only about 45 minutes from my house, I mean, these cows are treated very well. This milk, it's um, it changes throughout the year, which is interesting. And all cheese actually changes throughout the year, depending on are they fed alfalfa, is it natural grass, are they put onto hay? All those factors change the color. Excuse me, of the milk, also the flavor of the milk. Okay. And so this is where, too, depending on the cheesemaker, they do other things to actually help neutralize some of that, and other ones enhance, like, they want that. Okay. The seasonality of the cheese. Cheese, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, a little beer, a little cheese, a little carbonation. Yeah. So this is where, too, it's interesting because if you try this with the Hop Stupid. Yes. Which is this one. Did you do that yet, JP? I did, and uh, I don't want to, you know, jump out of turn. But uh, I, I'm starting to understand what you're saying. That's you don't like say. this pairing? No, I. Well, I, you know, considering it's an IPA. No, it. it <laughs> for me, it, oh, take that out. The the beer <laughs> brings out the kind of more rind of of the of the of the cheese. It's starting to, uh, it's starting to pair a, a little bit nicer. Than, than the things we've had before. Okay, um, it, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't just dominate the entire cheese. I see. Okay, but I'd still rather eat the cheese on its own. Is it? Can I ask this, Paxton? Is this a contrasting pairing, the Hop Stupid and this yes. and the Mount Tam? I start to get more. That's I what mean, I would have said. It, but it starts to break out dumb. more of the grassy, earthy. So it's comparing a little bit because you can't just have a black and white. I yeah, mean, there's lots of shades of gray. Yeah, yeah I understand. There's but in general, of them, if, if, if this were on a scale, you'd call this a contrasting pairing. More contrasting. Okay. Because it's bringing out other flavors. And this is where, too, like if you put a Saison, like a a nice, you know, Saison DuPont in front with this cheese. Oh, it's I ridiculous. can taste that already. That, that would be that amazing. That, to me, is a complete compare. If the Russian Imperial Stout brought out some farmhouse yeah. flavor, oh. imagine what a Saison DuPont would do. It's huge. So this beer... And the that was just stupid. a gimme. I couldn't put it in there. But see, now the Hop Stupid's in here for our third cheese, which our third cheese is the well, Mount Tam. I'm sorry, 
the uh, Point Reyes Farmstead uh, Blue, which their blue is a really interesting cheese in that they have a new Bay Blue as well as this regular blue. And the only difference between the two cheeses is that one is pasteurized milk, one is basically raw milk. Wait, can I? Uh, did did we miss? Did I miss the 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 the, the complementary beer pairing with the second cheese? Uh, basically, it's bringing out some of the earthy kind of uh, mushroomy bloom of the rind. Right. Uh, which which beer was was the complimentary? You didn't miss a beer. beer. You you're you're on beer. the same page with us. Right. All we did was hop stupid and the Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying which one which one did is we... the positive one? Yeah. Which one's asking? the positive one? Because I can't honestly tell. We're not there yet because we're going to try another beer that's going to mix it all together so with all the Mount Tam. Tam? So. Also with the Mount Tam. Okay. I'm with, with JP. I'm just trying to yes, clarify yes. that as well. Okay. Okay. Because this will all make, because I'm trying to do cheese as one element. Ah, okay. Okay. And then right. we're actually going to try it with bread, and then you're going to see how it just. I like eating cheese. Everything. I'll eat cheese all day, so this is great. So, so now with the, with the. With the blue cheese at yes. the end, what's that one called? Point Reyes? Is that, is that one? The Point Reyes, uh, just your standard blue. This is the one that's won tons of metals. It's super creamy. Really rich. It's right on the very tip of Tamales Bay, and it's just, you almost get like there's, because of the salt water of the bay, mm-hmm. uh, this is where, like, you almost get like this little hint of saltiness, so it almost enhances that kind of creaminess, like the mouthfeel in this cheese is ridiculous. It almost has oh, like that huge, I agree. So oh, awesome. it's really sexy. So to me, we've now reversed roles between the food and the beer. Now that blue cheese so is rich. the one that dominates the hop. Stu- it even dominated hop stupid intensity. Intensity. It now the cheese is more intense than the beer, uh-huh. and it dominated the beer. And so, in some ways, I guess you could consider that a positive because it's able to clear away something as big and hoppy as a hop stupid. But I find them in no way a intermingling pairing. I think I have hop stupid on one end, and then I have the blue cheese, and the hop stupid disappears. Oh. Um, it's probably the only one on the plate, though, that can kind of stand up to the aggressive bitterness in terms. I mean, the mouthfeel. But see, this is what's interesting is so too. Huge. If yeah, we were trying to find a beer that was a little bit more on the Simcoe style of hops, and Simcoe in an IPA with blue cheese, I get cat piss. I get all that ammonia from yeah. the blue cheese. It just brings it out. Okay, so an actual bad. We weren't able to do that. Which was I'm a little bummed with, but I think you'll still get where we're going with this yeah. because this is where you start to see that the hop stupid balances out some of the rich creaminess and it starts to cut some of that fat mm-hmm. with that hot bitterness. Okay. Also, if you try it with the imperial stout, if you happen to have some of that left, then you start to get where that that hot bitterness with that kind of ammonia blue cheesy i mean you can describe it a lot of different ways depending on especially to the age of the cheese these these cheeses are really fresh but if this cheese was to age a little bit longer it would change radically okay so now we're pouring a wonderful schneiderweiss um uh just the the regular hef and uh, again it has all that kind of banana clove thing going on and actually moscow if you could get the two sours, sorry, to go with this as well. Yeah, because that to me where one plus one equals three. You know, can we talk just um, since we're pouring some stuff anyway? Yes. I want to talk about this blue cheese a little more. 
Yeah, please. So you mentioned <laughs> in the beginning about having flavors that stick around and last, like throughout the meal, even intensity. Blue cheese is is one of them for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reminded of. So I'm a coffee drinker. I drink coffee most mornings, but maybe unlike other people, I I don't find that coffee goes all that great with breakfast. In fact, most things I eat for breakfast don't taste great if I'm accompanying it with coffee. And that's because coffee is so intense and so strong. And then it sticks around with me for two hours. Like there's a couple of teeth brushings that has to happen and this whole thing. Blue cheese, this wonderful flavor on my palate, just like I like coffee, is that dominant. I mean, it sticks around on my palate for a good long time. So try that with the Imperial Stout. Which, the Imperial Stout, the Hop Stupid? Uh, no, the Imperial Stout oh. with the blue. Oh, I did. I tried yeah. that also. I liked it. And it, that's where, to me, it's contrasting in its own unique way because of the roastiness. Okay. The cheese itself doesn't actually have any roast. Right. But it also starts to play up different other elements in there. Because of the intensity. Exactly. Right. Yeah, the They're intensity both of the super cheese, intense. It matches the intensity of the beer. Okay. Is this where this is a very tricky thing but this is a great piece of general information to really think about intensity i think i'm starting to get it paxton and it's not I'm just slow. intensity yeah but it's also what are you tasting yeah and also something like with cheese where the milk is really is it goat's milk is it sheep's milk is it cow's milk is it i mean it, it, evo's milk it, it changed <laughs> it these things change things Yes, that that special cheese. Yeah, yeah. Just ask Sam. Things they things change. <laughs> it's oh, not just ice how they cream. change. Yes, they get lower. They change a matter of inches every year. Yes, you know you? you can't start talking crap about me and turn my microphone off. I need to be able to defend myself. I know, but the problem is that you didn't turn your switch off, and I had to eat, hear you eating asparagus. <laughs> so that's the only reason I turned you back off. It was I, delicious. A while yeah. ago. Sorry. <laughs> so okay, so we're drinking the Hef now. So we're drinking the Hef. Or are we still on the Hop Stupid? No, drink the Hef. Okay. And now try again because look at intensity. Are we going back through all the cheeses uh, with the half or just can. one? Which one do you want me to have? I want you to have the 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 au naturel. The, the first one. The chev. The right? chev. Right. Okay. The first. Good because I like the chev a lot. All right. So I'm going to have the chev. with the chev. And we're having this it's with. It's super like flavorful. It's super. Um, it's creamy. It, it's not overly rich. It has that kind of milky, like mm-hmm. goat milk. Um, Little and what's interesting, I feel really lucky because I actually was at Cypress Grove and they gave me a whole tour and they actually let me try the milk raw from the goats as it was starting to warm up for the whole culturing process that they do. And it was like a vanilla milkshake that had melted. Mm. It was ridiculous. This is a great cheese. Okay. Did uh, did the bull buck at all? Or? It was a uh, goat. Okay. And it was, wasn't salty. Bebo was throwing up in the booth when you were describing <laughs> fresh milk right from a goat, all warm and gooey. It wasn't off the teeth. Honestly, it was the most disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Bebo needs to write. The, you can just the see me underneath that goat, <laughs> freshly pulled. No. Okay, this right. pairing, which is with the Schneider Weiss, is yes. that what we have? This is something else. All right, this is a wonderful complimentary pairing. You know, you're the one who gave me my first uh, 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 cheese with on a cracker with honey and salt on it. Oh yeah, I remember that. I don't need the honey or the yeah, salt no. with this beer pairing because it at, there uh, there was no honey in the beer by itself. But and this something is where I about struggled. the two together, yeah, 
uh, I'm getting it complements the the farmhouse side like the other ones did, uh-huh. but it or really wood. pulls it out. Yeah. But then it literally adds a sweet character yes. that was non-existent in the cheese by itself. And this is where this, this is, is a else. big topic because this is where there's so many variables when you look at cheese. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different types of cheese, and I Ugh. hate Schneiderweiz. But with a mouthful of oh, cheese yeah. and that on my palate. I would drink a glass of this beer and just keep having the yeah. cheese and having the beer. And the and the beer is comp they're both so complimented. Can I disagree with you? Absolutely. I disagree with you. <laughs> what the Schneiderweiss does for me is it, it it takes away all the sweetness and the depth of the chev and leaves kind of a mushroomy earthy bready crackerness to it. And it just it's kind of like it it dries out my 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 palate a little bit. Uh, you know, almost like a tanniny beer, let's say, or a wine. Yeah, that middle part of my tongue is just that yeah. very dry, gritty thing, and it just it, it kind of turns the cheese very one dimensional for me. Uh, I get the sweetness, mm-hmm. uh, but it's kind of I don't. It's uninteresting. To I'm me. always so sad for you when you're wrong. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we'll see. My goose is beginning to bubble over. Is it goosey? Yeah. So drink up your hop, stupid. No one wants to com- comment on what I just said. No one else agrees with me on anything I've ever said. Quiet. This whole show. I, I, so I, I really, I yeah. genuinely don't don't agree with you. But okay. as Paxton pointed out, everybody's palate is different. So right. I, I don't actually think that you're wrong. But I am surprised to find our experience so different because this one, on a scale of one to ten, with the best pairing we've had so far being a three. Yeah, this one's like an eight and a half. Yeah, this one blows you away, and I and it, it makes me sad for you that you can't. <laughs> Well, taste right. properly. Not to pick on you, GP, but I do yeah. like the combination as well. Anna. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, it just made a beer that I consider ordinary, just to taste, you know, really, really good and just, just perfect for the occasion kind of thing. Yeah, actually, if I can just expound upon that for a second, please. Both the cheese and the beer are sort of ordinary Bay. on their own. Yeah. Right, like I Bay. even I even introduced that's, the cheese as like an I'm intro to cheese. This that's is exactly the one right why here. I'm doing this. But together they become. At least somewhat extraordinary. They they now wow, have a, a extraordinary. Yeah, somewhat. Well, they, yeah. they're not like it's it's not a ten. But 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 the it's cheese now becomes. You know what? If the cheese was a five dollar cheese, yeah. With this beer, I would now pay nine dollars for it. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of what so I. So your mean. craft single just got a whole lot better. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. I am wrong. I mean, maybe there's something wrong with me. No, I no, should no. get a CAT scan or something <laughs> because don't be, don't maybe at the end. No, uh, be, I, don't be so quick to be like, no, no, no. Maybe he's on to something. <laughs> right. I finally got it right. Well, Moscow, what did, we haven't heard from you on, on. What did you think about this pairing? Because JP well, and I clearly disagree. Tasty th- is it, the kind of thinks it also makes it meld together just wonderfully. Yeah. The reason you haven't heard from me is because I freaking loathe blue cheese and goat cheese. So okay. I am not the person to ask. I cannot. So stand even this that stuff. chef, you don't. It's, uh, I wretch. It's horrible. You are. You're fired oh, again. No. <laughs> Leading to my point that everybody tastes different and has yeah. their own issues. Sure. This is what I struggle with. I think the second part is more accurate. <laughs> everybody has Would their own issues. you like to lie issues. on your couch and, like, you Especially know, talk in this about, room. You know, your mother? <laughs> okay. So now, now we, have, we have two gooses, actually. We have a, a Dre Fontaine old goose, and we have the Telquin goose, which. These guys are, are doing some pretty amazing things for being such a new lambic. Style. Okay. Um, Less than five years old, probably. Very. Actually, yeah. these are only a few years old. So That's the Telquin Goose? Yes. Okay. That's the one I have in my glass So now, right now. try the blue cheese. Try the blue okay. cheese first. Blue che- uh, I want to try the beer first. 
All right, so blue cheese. Hang on, i got to pour myself the other goose, too, make sure I have it all in front of me. <coughs> By the way, <coughs> a goose in a glass that just had hop stupid in it smells just like pot. <laughs> nice. That's a, now that's that. a good pairing. It huh? is hard, Yeah, let's roll that shit up. <laughs> smell it. I swear to God. Yeah, definitely. Northern California special. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty dank. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try the blue cheese, right. and we're doing this with the Telquin goose. Actually, um, the uh, Dre Fontaine first. Dre Fontaine first. All right. Oh, I only have one goose. Can we pass the other goose around, please? My fault. I did not enjoy that. It's the Uda goose. Yeah. No, Beef? <laughs> no. What happened? That sound that I just made is exactly what's happening in my mouth right now. With the Oud goose. All right. Okay, so the Oud goose or... Yes. Okay, the the... The Dre Fontaine. The Dre Fontaine. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> okay, I am no, not disgusted goose. in any means, like Bevo is. It's but, actually much better with Temptation, but we weren't able to find Temptation, and if I had only known that we couldn't find it oh, at our certain I could have brought store. some, too. Well, mm. I, yeah. That's all right. I was. I spent the day in East Bay today. Well, it was a rare day for me. All I was going to say, though, is I'm, I'm not offended by no, this, but now I'm, farmhouse. now I'm back to, I if you did this at one of your dinners... I, I wouldn't be too happy with you. I would think, you know, Paxton, you're better than this. And this isn't... Um, so this now is, I'm, I'm on the side of this might be a bad pairing. And see, what's interesting is, is now try the Tolkien Goose. Because... <laughs> More cheese, please. I love it. The, the thing, God, I'm going to hate it if at the end of this show I agree with JP. <laughs> bad pairing no, is, not the, is not the right I'm word. I'm saving because, the best for last after the break. Because to Dre Fontaine, it's not a bad pairing. They just don't do anything for each other. They neither compare or contrast. They're just two completely separate flavors to me. Wouldn't that be a bad and then, pairing? And then if that's the definition of a bad pairing, which is maybe what we should have started with, mm. then yeah, because they do nothing for each other. And then this this would go to, yeah, if, if all beers just do nothing for foods, I would agree with JP. But but that's not true because we've had some that, that do something. Now, did you try the blue cheese with the Telquin? No, because, because no one talks totally while I eat. totally changes the whole <laughs> What's thing. What's the Telquin? I'm confused. This is another style of goose. Oh, yeah, this uh, slightly easier. Guess what? It's more yellow in your glass than. The and it's also to Can I just me. Have a sip of it's a little. It's not as earthy. It's not as. Um, uh, it's slightly sweeter. Has a bigger mouthfeel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it, it. And to me, it actually brings out some of the creaminess and some of the richness of the blue. That's exactly what it brings out. They yeah. the richness. Yeah. Yeah. in the grass where, again. I just exactly. What you're it, yeah. it actually brings out that grassy element of the milk. And so this is where temptation. What's really interesting, if you have temptation with the Maytag blue or this uh, Point Reyes blue, it actually to me it's like one plus one equals three. A new element comes out of the pairing. Okay. And and sadly that Chardonnay barrel element of the temptation wasn't available to have right here for this so, experience. So okay, let me ask a question. How do you yes. know that the grassy quality, which I don't necessarily get. Uh, by the when way, was first last of all, time you had a shot of wheatgrass? This never, because I'm straight. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the Tilquin goose to me just squashes the good parts that I like about the blue cheese, which is musty and creamy, and cr- kind of makes it really light. Like you, you took the core of a blue cheese of what the blue cheese is, the descriptors, put them in a circle, and then took the middle part out. You raped it. You You raped it and left it hollow. (laughs) Yeah. But how do you know that the the grassiness is coming from the milk and not just it's accentuating the the hops in the the goose? 
hops and goos. Well, there's hops in it. Am I, uh, is that true or is it not true? Those aged hops that are like yeah. pretty much lack of yeah, but, flavor. Uh, right. So like because when I tried this before, I didn't I didn't necessarily so get any hops. You're saying that any you grassiness. got so much more grassiness. It sounds no, crazy. Am I, am I, I no, saying I, I, this is a hoppier goose than the Drefontaine? That's for correct. sure. Oh, for sure. Yes. yes. I also think actually with the, the point JP's making is even the fact that they are old in age. You're just putting vegetable into a beer. So if you're talking about what grassy flavor is being brought out, is it the cheese or is it all this dead vegetable that you threw into a beer? I mean, is, I, that, is that about right? That's exactly it. And maybe it's a moot point because it, the fact is that there is a... Either way, it's coming yeah, out. But yeah, but I, I just... To me, it ruins the cheese. So... It's a bad pairing. I think it's a bad pairing. It and accentuates I don't, I don't things that you don't it. like. And and by yes. the way, the the so wait wait no, it doesn't accentuate so you're things wrong? I don't like. It 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 removes things that I like. Right, got it. Yeah, which yeah, if wrong. we're again to make definitions, yes. I I call that a bad pairing too. I agree, it is a bad pairing. Yeah, but and I call what I said if they're not doing anything for each other, that's a bad pairing. Right. If it removes things that you like about either one, that's yes. a bad pairing. Yes. Yeah. But I feel like it's a drinkable. Like it, they don't fight one another. It's they're agreed. Like the beer's not so strong, for lack of a better word. Yeah, that it's Intense, not. It doesn't yeah. take. It's not like two super strong personalities fighting against one another. Like it's right. You could enjoy them together. It's does yeah. Makes sense. Like it does. It's it does like, make sense. It's like me and JP. You cannot enjoy us together. I never do. <laughs> but separately, <laughs> rotisserie. But separately, I enjoy you both very much. <laughs> right. Yeah, you do. <laughs> You wish. Uh, <laughs> Not really. I'm so, so this was intentionally a bad pairing. Which one? If, if the, we were able to have one. the you, wow. temptation from Russian River, that would have been blowing your mind. Okay. And this was the fallback plan B. So now I'm passing around a rosemary Meyer lemon bread uh, that I get from Petaluma, baked in a wood fire oven. Has a lot of that maltiness. So if you try this with anything, it's again, it's going to change the whole pairing too. Because if you put the cheese, the bread, and then the beer, it's going to change it again. Either one of the goozes. Because now we're taking out the one element and we're adding in a second element. That's fantastic oh, bread. It's so good. Now it's you're talking. Awesome. This is all the, the food and beer pairing I need. It's just bread. Meyer lemon and salty rosemary bread. And well, handsome people to look at. Well, it is interesting. We we should point out that all of the pairing we've done so far has literally been wads of raw cheese and, <laughs> and then beer, which I do all the time at home because I don't. Yeah. I just absolutely love cheese. But when it shows. It, but in most dinners and things like that, you would have it with a bread or a cracker yeah. or something else. So a sauce, a seasoning. Yeah. And so, but I think we needed to do it without something else first to really, yeah, Pax, and I, I like that you did that mm-hmm. also because that's how I eat cheese anyway. But uh, now we're adding I want you the, to feel at home. Like, <laughs> yeah. I actually brought your bathroom. But now we're, <laughs> right, now we're adding in Kate the component it off. It that would great. normally be. All right, so I'm putting blue cheese on this bread. Yes. Blue and cheese. then I'm having one of these goozes. Does it matter which one? Uh, I would do probably. Let's do the um, Drefontaine because I don't yeah. have a, any of the. Tilquin. Okay, I, let's do yeah. that. And we got a break. I have to pee. And we have two more. All right. Mm-hmm. So everyone's tasting, chomping bread, eating cheese. <laughs> the I bread ask, and cheese itself is a good pairing. I'm going to pick one of the gooses. This is exactly what I asked not to happen. Is there salt in the bread? Yeah, I think so on the on the crust, right? <clears throat> um. It's a pairing. Hmm. 
No, but now the bread, the bread has a lot of flavor. It adds the bread a has lot. a lot of flavor, and it it they're lay, all, it they're all distinct. Yes. They became all distinct now. They're like separate categories. They're all great. They don't integrate huh. with each other. The rosemary and, really kicked up at the end. Yeah, you're and right. See, this is where it's interesting. Is because the choice of a chef or you as a home cook at home. What you choose, whether the bread has some salt on the outside or has some rosemary or has Meyer lemon, all the above, or it has something completely different in it, can completely change the pairing. Right. It turned it for me it turned it into a pairing that was because mediocre at best. Into now because this is not nice. the Meyer lemon is playing up the acid in the beer. Okay. And that because the beer does have a little bit of a lemony undertone to it. Yeah. And now that's being enhanced by it. Yeah. I um this man I, is a doctor. I will start to maybe put reconsider. One of those <laughs> well, let's talk about this. this and I know Paxton likes to talk about layering anyway, but, but JP wait just a second. And anything. Because this is where you could completely change something that wasn't working into something that will work. Right. Well, that's what I was going to get at by adding a, a layer. Exactly. And because this and, is where any dinner I do or any dinner anybody else does the choices that they have and whether they take it seriously and just throw out a car's water cracker or something that they built and made themselves, and this is where I really, you know, I'll toot my own horn here, that I design every element. Like when I did the Tornado dinner earlier this year, it was 72 recipes made from scratch. Okay. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is because I had 21 beers that are phenomenal. And right. And thing. my job is to make those beers taste as best as they can and the food to taste as best as it possibly can with it. Right. Well, this pairing right here, especially the way you had to start without the bread yes. and talk about that, this is why you're here, Sean Paxton. This is why you're professional. Because, and, and I think JP was just uh, 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 kind of chiming in on the same thing. It really did change things. This is probably, at least for tonight, excuse me, for sure, this is the first positive beer pairing I've had. Okay. I, I, I really like the bread and how it, it doesn't, nothing covers the best parts of that cheese. I love, I, I was raised on blue cheese. I love it. It's amazing. But the, and the bread complements it and the, and the beer complements everything as well. That's what and I was And you still gonna, get the yeah. tart, farmhousey goose nonsense. Uh, and uh, that starch and the bread and the little bit of salt kind of accentuates everything, and it, it actually that is that's the best that's the best one yeah. so far. The bread with the wood fired oven element and the salt, it kind of is like a wa- another water profile layered on top of the goose too. Is really interesting. Like you're getting this like roasted like slight roasted malt, like mm-hmm. a little bit of melanoidin, and then another oh you know, yeah sodium, just that really yeah. like slight sweetness Selenium enhancement yeah. of the. Of the goose, which is a, a super dry goose to begin with, and then you bring like a little mm-hmm. bit of and flavor that back into it. That it has too. I mean, it's so farmhousey. It's so hay, straw, all those things. Right, bringing the on. cheese back into it as well. It's pretty, pretty. And so this is where too, like what you said, uh, a little bit with your first beer pairing food cheese thing that I did when I put that little bit of honey on there. Yeah. Again, it totally changes. Just the whole a layer. Honey. Yeah. All right, I got to get us to a break, but I think we're, we're we're really breaking ground here on the tasting because the beer and the cheese, the the goose and the cheese was okay. And the bread and the cheese was good. The beer, the bread, and the cheese together was great. It's a whole other thing. It really. And adds if you put to like a, a jelly with this, if you put a, a honey or fruit or I mean dried some fruit. warm goat goo that you had to work <laughs> to get. 
you know, that you have broke a sweat <laughs> my, getting it out of my it. My goats are so hardcore. You, they only give it up ounces at a time, but it's worth it. All right, Freshly we got to take a break. Cold. Let's find out, uh, is this You're funny? disgusting. Check it out, women. These are the only girls here. I've seen a better male-to-female ratio at the Vatican. <laughs> Not bad. It's the session. We're here with Sean Paxton, and we're talking beer and food pairings. If you've got questions, hit the chat button on the homepage or call 888-401-BEER. We'll be right back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract, so you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's... Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <coughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize, and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Tabs. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one-stop for the cleanest two-step solution. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. 
Brewers. Anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10. B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Just 
there and I watched it go. I just stood there and I watched it go. I just stood there and then it left. I froze. I froze. I froze. I froze. Next time I won't let it go. I just stood there and I watched it go. I just stood there and I watched it go. I just stood Thanks for hanging out with us. I have to remind you that our good friends over at Beersmith offer you a 21-day trial of their brewing software. That's right. It's free for 21 days to go over there and evaluate it all on your own. Go to Beersmith.com and check it out right now. We use it here at the Brewing Network, and it's a very robust and comprehensive downloadable uh, brewing software where you can really keep track of all of your uh, ingredients and your recipes, your inventory, your Equipment, for that matter, you can punch all your equipment into the That's system, into the program, so it knows what you use. Beersmith too, yeah. Uh, it's available on PC and Mac, and it's just it's so robust and so comprehensive. And Brad over there at Beersmith keeps it up to date Good all guy. the time. Um, but as I always say, you don't have to take our word for it because he'll give you a free 21 day trial, and you know that he does that. Because you're going to be pretty happy with the software. Um, because it's so robust, you might find yourself wondering sometimes, well, how do I do this or how do I do that? No worries. Brad has you covered. There's videos uh, on almost every part of it where you actually watch uh, the screenshot of uh, going through the process that you're interested in and trying to figure out how to program it into your own thing. So for big dummies like me who just need to see it right in front of our face, uh, it, it works out uh, just just fantastic to do. So go to Beersmith.com right now. Get your your free trial and tell brad that we sent you too because he's been a longtime sponsor and we're always happy to have him on the program all right so we're still doing a little bit of beer and food pairing as i'm getting ready i need to put some salmon on my plate uh let's yeah. find out uh, do you think this is funny that's a nice head yeah the last time i saw a head this frothy i was getting blown by a bitch with rabies 
That's the first funny thing that the dog has said. That was about the only That's funny thing out of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I thought that thing, one rather... was just going the vulgarity route just to be yeah. funny, and it wasn't all that well, funny. I just like the foaminess. He's an insult comic. I mean, you got to remember oh, that. Yeah. That's a good point. That's He's a good like point. insulting, so that's pretty insulting. If you're just tuning in, uh, of course, we're talking about Comic the Insult Dog, who was at the Great American uh, <laughs> Beer Fest. Triumph. Whatever. Comic the Insult Triumph. I kind of like Comic the Insult Dog better. <laughs> it's a much better. That's the BN's new uh, take on it. Uh, Triumph the Insult Dog comic. Comic dog. Conan the Insult Dog. At, he was at the Great American Beer it's Festival. so offensive. He's throwing away all these yeah. years we've done to make beer better. Right. Yes. Trying, right. trying the funny dog was at the thing. <laughs> all right. So Meantime, I do want to give a disclaimer for all those people listening. I'm sorry if I'm making you hungry and drool. And yeah. I apologize. We just got salmon on our plate and some sort of beef substance. So this is where we're taking it into the protein. So if, if you think about it, we start with vegetables, like if you were to do a salad or, you know, if you were to do something like a cheese course. Yeah. Now these are some heavier flavors. Okay. Um, I wanted to start next with our salmon. Um, sadly, salmon, uh, the Copper River salmon is all gone. So that's the stuff that to me is just like God. It's just gold. It's just so. Where's that from? Uh, Alaska. Okay. And it's a wild salmon. Not any of the farm raised. This is actually a uh, sockeye salmon that, or a steelhead salmon. I'm sorry that I was able to get from Alaska. Um, I thought you were saying sadly salmon was like the the name of the the fish, and I'm like that's a terrible marketing name. <laughs> that's a it's a book by PETA uh, yes. that is designed to stop us from fishing. <laughs> it's a brand of it's like Hungry Man, but it's yeah. for like bachelors. Well, it's a children's book, right. and yeah, it's, it's you read it to your child. So let's read Sadly Salmon again. Is this the story while mommy left? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's about the only salmon left in the world. Sadly Salmon. Sorry, Paxton. Go ahead. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So this salmon was uh, sous vide at 130 degrees for about 15 minutes. Uh, just seasoned with salt. Very simple. It smells like cheese. Uh, I, I, I purposely kept this as simple as I could because... Again, when you start to think about sauces, you th- start to think about proteins that go or um, side dishes that go with it, you know, mashed potatoes, rice, whatever it is, pasta. Okay. So salmon is really interesting because there's a lot of omega-3s, it's pretty fatty fish uh, versus like a white fish versus other shellfish, um, you know, lobster, scallops. So if you try this with the hop stupid. Okay. We're that, back. We have hop stupid in our glass, and I'll actually wait to try this because I already know what it tastes like. That's the hop stupid, I imagine. Yes, the uh, gold color. Yes. All right. So, is, this, is this this has been? Is this raw? Salmon? No, it's actually cooked at 130 degrees. Oh, for sous vide. Minutes. You said that's right. Okay. Sous vide. So again, keeping it as neutral as possible because when you caramelize oh. the salmon, this is where. JP, if you like this, then there's something wrong. No, I don't. Now, I don't Moscow, like the just, yeah, you just shook your head. Was that at the fish or was that at the pairing? Uh, no, it was at the pairing for sure. Okay. The, the fish was delightful. You know, okay. the, my, delightful. My, well, you know, the, my juice side loves salmon of any sort. I'm afraid especially it's not cooked fully. Okay, you know, locks and such. But then I don't think I'm going to like this salmon. You, you probably won't. Um, but then you have the um, the hop stupid and. It it doesn't kill everything you just eat, but like the fishiness comes out and the Metallic. hops and the yeah. It oh, adds yeah, yeah. it adds four months of age to the beer. Yes. Somehow, oh really? It makes a beer taste stale as hell. It's I, weird. 
Okay, I don't actually dislike the salmon. It's okay. And but let me just point out this isn't a reflection of Paxton in any way, shape, or form. As Paxton knows, I'm a fledgling fish fish eater, and I'm very slowly beginning to like it. Salmon for me is one of the rougher ones. You've actually fed me some incredible salmon in my life that really changed my mind about fish. But this one being a little more on the raw side, a little more on the fresh side. And I purposely did it 130 where it's not overcooked, it's not undercooked, it's not dry. And that was the thing is I wanted it to be kind of this, again, neutral like canvas to play off. It is very neutral minus all the fish. So So what's interesting is, is that this is something that I've never really read about and I've experienced this myself. And then I've actually been to dinners where I've had this combination and I've seen this many times. Anytime you have a hop, and when you start thinking about hops, right, Mm. hops are so radical. They go across the board. There's something about hops and how it plays with salmon. And you get this metallic-y, tinny, kind of almost like like that corrugated metal siding. Mm. Not that I ever liked that as a kid, but I think (laughs) I did somehow because that's what it tastes like to me. I lived off that in my formative years. Um, Oh, I'm just saying I probably did. You, yeah, Let's I see. be clear. Lick the galvanized metal. I'm sure you have. <laughs> so this is where, to me, this if anybody does like a, a real hoppy IPA or double IPA with salmon, really, I, I, I think there's a problem. Okay. This was terrible. I mean, this is... this is. As- I mean, let me be clear. I, I mentioned that Moscow shook his head. He gave the look like he, he could have spit it out and throw, thrown up. Yes, yeah, yeah I mean, it was. It's really bad. Yeah, yeah. The, I thought fishiness, but then Paxton said metallic, and that's exactly right. That's what happens. I mean, so it's omega three fatty acids or fatty oils that are in the, the fish, and how it plays up the hop flavors. So, if you like this, like you might maybe have a cat scan. You could have a brain tumor. <laughs> Interesting. The, ne- the next words that you say, JP, are going to describe to us whether or not you're a normal person. Or you have a problem. It's delicious. Can I say that I love this? <laughs> yeah. I knew you would find a little I love I proved my point. To me, this is like Sheba. No, uh, to me, the most offensive thing about it is the actual fish. It's slimy. I'm to agree. And cold. I get no metallic flavors at all. Even after you drink? Even, after I drink, uh, to, uh, Even uh, well, in the finish? I shouldn't say that. First of all, the most offensive thing to me is the actual beer. The second most offensive thing is <laughs> the actual an texture and IPA. yeah and flavor. It's uh, by the way, Lagunitas makes great beer. I just don't really like IPAs. the The fish is offensive. Combined, they're kind of both tolerable. Hmm. <laughs> I don't mind it, it, it. To me, I could. It would just. I don't know. I just. I'm a machine. I'll shovel it down. It doesn't matter to me that it, they don't play. Wow. They don't necessarily play well together, but they don't. They don't. They don't create a flavor that is wildly offensive to me either. Rawr. It's not. It's not like. I, it's not like I would rate this meal five stars, but I would go, it's a three. I could deal with it. I wouldn't throw really? it out. Oh, it gets okay. less than one star, and I feel like it doesn't create terrible tastes in your mouth, but it creates a horrible aftertaste that I cannot get rid of. Is For me, the bitterness I want to vacuum just, my tongue right now. The bitterness just, <laughs> just destroys everything, and that's all I get. Even right now, I can feel like I have beer in my mouth. It's like prickly right. bitterness. You, and you get this metallic chive earthy thing. It's awful. Yeah, I don't get that. Nate, are you allowed to eat fish? I, I like cheese. fish. You do eat fish. Yeah, I like salmon a lot. Okay. Smoked salmon in particular. Well, and I like salmon, tuna but... fish better. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. No, but you just get, you get fat and you get ethanol and that's it. And then mm. this terrible hop flavor. It's not good. Okay. Isn't that just Tasty? IPA, though? Well, oh. I see it mostly just a bad pairing. I mean, the the fish, is, the salmon's all right. I'm not, I don't find that offensive. 
And, you know, it's just that when I eat the hop, I drink the hop stupid afterwards, it just totally annihilates any flavor of fish I had. And doesn't, and I, and I have no memory of the fish left over. It just, but do you get like a palate. metallic tinny? I don't get the off flavor as much, no. Huh. I think it's just a bad pairing. You like know, they, they can erase each other kind of thing. I hate to mm. be the guy who convolutes this show because it drives me nuts when oh, we do this. Now you're going to be that guy? It tastes well, like Fruity Pebbles? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Tasty on this. I don't get the the extreme off flavors that Bevo, Paxton, at Moscow, and in fact a bit of Nathan is getting. Um, Are you the one percenter? I... I don't like the pairing either. I don't like the. Uh, I I think they cross each other out. I also don't agree with JP that there's anything wrong with the fish to begin with. I actually kind of liked the fish on its own, which is surprising for me. But when I put the beer with it, it's a bad pairing. It's not offensive, but I don't want it. And again, I'll use the standard. If I went to a Paxton dinner where I really expect a lot of your professionalist professionalism to come through i would have been disappointed in this pairing but i don't find it offensive i don't i don't have a metallic uh the aftertaste is strong and not all that pleasant uh, i'm with bevo on that but it's not particularly like you and moscow were just like you know metallic it's Very there it's visceral, bad and, yeah. and i like that you're giving us something that's of substance to, to really point out i just don't i'm not picking it up i don't pick up the metallic i just it's just gross it's bad okay mm-hmm. and see this is where there's seven of us in one room Yep. And we're all tasting different. However... And so this is where it's interesting to me because it, it proves my point that we all have different issues. Still, even you can say that, but so as not to sound too um, wishy-washy or convoluted, six out of seven of us still don't like the pairing very yeah. much at all. So even though our perception of the depth of, of how bad it is is different... There is an overall consensus that it doesn't pair well. And well, I think that's important because we're never going to get it right for everybody. And this is ultimately it, is that there really isn't a right and wrong answer. Except I mean, that there that's are one of the guidelines. To make up. Like you are pointing out some specific things. In fact, you're saying omega-3 fatty acids that have this ability to really kind of coat and stick around are not going to go well with hops. And six out of seven of us don't disagree with you. So these are good general guidelines even if it's not going to meet because everybody if you do like a whitefish or even like a scallop or a shrimp it works I mean, is that it's, right it's not, okay i mean again going back to intensity a double ipa with a delicate shellfish probably it'll still matter best yeah a pale ale or a pilsner or a saison or a belgian golden what are those beers are those beer styles <laughs> no the, those are all alaskan fisheries i can't no, burp uh, on cue yeah, just the, words is is that specifically because of the omega fatty acids or just because maybe it's the, the salmon oils the salmon just is no. a stronger flavored fish i mean there's omega-3s and other things and i have that problem okay because i've done that same thing hemp seeds are really high in that okay so what are we looking to pair with the salmon then so try the Allagash White. Okay. I have to have another bit of salmon. And then our, our next beer here is, is And what's Allagash nice about White. the Allagash, not only that am I a huge fan, is um, the coriander and the orange peel, that citrusy element. You know, when you think about salmon usually being, you know, a little squeeze of lemon or, you know, a nice hollandaise with a little bit of lemon in it. Um, that's kind of where I was going with this one. So thinking about what you might it's already... It's a beer. It's an intensity issue. Would you like some more salmon? That's really good. No. No. <laughs> I wouldn't like more, but but honestly, Paxton, the salmon, I think the salmon's fine. It's good. So in this beer, you are thinking about what you might already sprinkle on salmon anyway, which would be a lemon or something. And this like is where that kind of thoughts of a chef, if you will, um, you know, how you think about seasoning, how you think about flavors, how things complement each other. 
the compare, the contrast kind of ideas. And this is one of those compares that, you know, it's just one of those things that we do. Yeah. And this is also where it's interesting because, again, this is a very neutral piece of salmon. Right. It's not grilled. It's not smoked. It's not cured. I mean, all those things would radically change this pairing. So I feel like... I think you're absolutely right. Not only on the fish side, but even on the beer side. This is a nice, gentle, and and pretty pretty easy pairing. I almost want more car- uh, coriander out of the beer, uh, more orange peel, more of some of these things. And this is where you could ex- actually put that as a crust on the salmon. There you go. And then and I would really t- like you know, and it's a no brainer. I like it. So this because is great those, because it's an example elements. of a good neutral uh, pairing. Yeah. They go well together. But you could decide. Do you want to accentuate it on the food side or accentuate it on the beer side? Exactly. Okay. Well, I like this. And this is where, again, it gets to be interesting because what type of salmon you're using? Are you using a farm-raised salmon, a steelhead, a coho? I mean, all these different ones really start to change a lot of these components. Okay. And, again, this is where it gets more interesting is because depending on what you choose to do. Yeah. And this is where... You know, the chefs, the audience that are listening versus the home brewers versus the foodies. Right. I mean, this is where you start to really think about things differently, you know, and it's not just a black and white. I mean, there's so many variables. Sure, there are layers. But still, <laughs> we're looking for some guidelines. I think we're getting there. For sure. What's our next pairing? Because we have beef in front of us, too. We do. So this is a hanger steak. So hanger steak is basically the diaphragm muscle of the cow. <laughs> So this is what it's used every day. I don't even get that one. Scared. That's a perverted joke. Because it's in diaphragm is like birth is. control. You shove okay. it in your. All right. Okay. okay. Well, you don't shove it in, but you know. Well, you could, I guess. <laughs> you might. Nice. Yeah. Depends on your relationship. Um, right. <laughs> All right. Is that in right? Yeah. Depends on how so serious you are. What's nice with this particular cut of meat is that it's really rich. It's really. Um, it has a nice marbling to it. It has a lot of an irony, kind of beefy, meaty, really super rich. Salt, pepper, sous vide at 136 degrees for about an hour. Perfectly medium rare. I didn't sear it at all, so there's no melanoidin. There's no caramelization. There's no nothing. It's That's just really interesting. Pure, I've never had it like that. Tons more Zero. flavor, for example, than the salmon, which exactly. I would yes. I would almost always predict to be more pungent and more... This the beef is actually more of all of that. Yeah. Rich is your is your it's best exclusively rich. Now Bloody. try this with the wit. With the wit, okay. All right. I do like the steak, by the way. That's that's good. Oh, I like that. I yeah. think that's great. You as you mentioned, it's this just bad. had a little salt and pepper and no yep. melanoidins, but when I have it with the beer. I feel like you've seasoned the steak in yep. some way. And that's the citrus. Okay. It instantly, this is a good, I think, complimentary uh, um, pairing that makes me think that you, you did some seasoning. And this seasoning. is where it messes up the whole theory about intensity. Okay. Because this beef is so rich that that should be too light of a beer. But now if you try that with any of the gooses that you happen to have left... I wish, dude. Which you're in the wrong room for yeah. that. What are you high? I'm just saying. <laughs> so am I. Are you it, high? It would, have been, it would have been a good pairing. It brings out some of that kind of grassy, earthy, richy. Well, that's good news. Things going on. How about this hop stupid? Would that pair well? Try it. You tell me. What did you think about the wit first? Did you do that? The alligator? I, I I did like it. I did like it. Um, I can't really say anything bad about it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it with the salmon as well too. The wit beer with the salmon. I think. 
maybe so, so that what to take away is anything that's you, what am I trying to say? You don't have to to season your food if you have a a beer that has effectively seasonings in it already. Right? Yeah, and based on that, Pax, this this is one of my favorite pairings of the night. This steak with the Allagash White really may it really opens up the steak. It opens up the beer. I really like this pairing. Now try it with Imperial Stout. All right. Well, so I tried it with the Hop Stupid, and it. I don't know. It's not offensive. I it's don't think it's even a blah. bad pairing. It, yeah. it kind of tastes... It wash has a, it out. has a buttery thing, and it, it just kind of... It's actually kind of decent. It was okay. Yeah. It had a little bit of a bitter afterbite, but I think that might just be the beer. <laughs> Maybe your personality. It's mm, really good whatever. with the goose. Whoa. You do like it with the goose. Yeah, it's really nice with the goose. It makes the... How do you still have that? It makes the meats taste much more rich and interesting. It kind of lowers the... like If you just taste it on its own, it's, it's kind of blood-like and iron... Jay, can you hand me the uh, uh, Imperial whatever it is? Thank Imperial you. Imperial Stout. Over the Heretic. Yes. So with the Russian Imperial uh, Stout. No, that's all right. Thank you. You know, it adds back the melanoidins that are maybe missing from a good uh-huh. barbecue steak. So I could see that maybe some a beer that would do that, maybe without all the other sweet components of you a Russian Imperial Stout. what I was hoping you would do. Okay. I love you. Uh, it's uh, worked. You taste it, though, right away, right? It's just a knife and a cutting board. <laughs> You've progressed, my child. Oh, I love it. Because this is where you could see that if this was a grilled or roasted or smoked piece of meat, mm-hmm. that that Imperial Stout would stand up to it. Well, with some barbecue sauce? Right. But in this case, it, it adds those flavors back, but then the high alcohol and a few of the other things sort of make it not the best uh, of pairing anymore. So I would want the melanoidins from yep. a beer, but, but with some other complementary flavors. Or... Like you said, the melanoidins in the steak, and then... Because this was one of my biggest issues about this whole show. Yeah. It's because, one, you wanted me to put bad food in front of you. I, yeah. And, and, and Bad beers. pairings, yeah. And yeah. and that is just, I don't do that. <laughs> so it made me really think differently. But then it also, it's interesting because it makes you really think about how you prepare something. Because there's so many variables to a pairing. Okay, yeah. And that's really the take-home message I'm hoping that everybody gets from this. Is that depending on how you prepare... The protein, the vegetable, the cheese, the fruit, whatever it is, completely changes things. Plus, it actually starts to look at what you can do to put it in your, like, your court, if you will, the, to give yourself that home team advantage. Right. You can do that because if you know the beer and you're tasting the beer like we first started to talk about, yeah, you can really get to that and understand it. And then vice versa, to go and look at this whole thing where... I guess it didn't really make sense, did it? But at any rate... To, we love you anyway. To really look at this where these flavors and how you can manipulate them, whether it's by how you cook them, the sauce, the seasoning. Right. You can really change your pairing. So I'm taking that away from this, uh, that, uh. that all of these variables matter. The other thing I think I'm really taking away, I don't know if you realize what a good job you did of, of making me understand it, but that's the intensity of any of the flavors, uh-huh. whether it be the beer or the food or one aspect of the food. And I don't think I, I don't think I put it so clearly when I thought about it before. I thought about, hey, don't put extremely hoppy beer with this, and don't put extremely sweet beer with this. But the fact is, it's intensity across both sides, across all the flavors of the beer and all the flavors of the food that that really plays an impact. I'm going to go away really thinking about 
that part as well. You know, whether it be a, a simple cheese or an extreme cheese, all of these things. Extreme Intensity cheese. is another good thing I think we've gotten out of this. And now we have the Linderman's Framboise, just to mix it in there, because this will take us to our next pairing. With but the if beef? you try that with the beef. Okay. You think about beef, how it has that irony, richy thing going on. It is ironic. Taste that with the... <laughs> Scott's dying. Scott is definitely dying. Okay. He's okay. Do you need a high knee look? <laughs> no. Die on camera at least. I know, right? Yeah. <coughs> don't be embarrassed, man. You all right, buddy? No, no, no. <laughs> I wish it was better than it is. I'm just choking on my own saliva. Oh, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it is. It's so sweet. The. It's a very sweet beer. We all know this beer. It's it's uh it's one of those beers that uh, to me people who tell me they don't like beer. I put this in front of them. They like it. And then 20 minutes later, they're dancing in their underwear. It's not quite LPR. <laughs> so it, this is where, is. to me, it's a very interesting thing is because the irony component of the beef completely goes away. Yeah, it does. The The sweetness of that beer definitely squashes that. It's like what the Udigus did. Yeah. Again, in a different context. Like and this, this is maybe it's interesting. the sourness. It's the yin and the yang. So, because this beer isn't really, to me, sour. No, no. It's, it's tart. Well, slightly tart. It's maybe tart. slightly lactic. Yeah. But it's got acid in it. I mean, it's, I mean it does have yeah, some acid, yeah. and raspberry it's has some acid. Me. But this is, again, where you could think, because our next pairing, to kind of wrap this whole segment up as okay. far as phase one, is some nice <laughs> chocolate. So this is a Valrona 85% chocolate. And uh, what I like about this dark chocolate is that yeah. Uh, you you get some of that roasty, chocolatey, earthy, but there's also some of these like dried fruits. I get some cherry with this one. I get some other kind of lingering, pruny kind of things going on. So if you try this with the Linderman's Fumbois, yeah, yeah, chocolate raspberry, classic combination, right? You can't tell me that doesn't go well together. No, in fact. Before I know anything about anything, this is one of those clear and wonderful and introductory. Try this, anybody. Even if you think you don't like beer, give them some Lindemann's framboise and some chocolate, and you'll make a beer lover out of anybody. It's a penny dropper. Yeah. Uh, amen. And also with the imperial stout. Like if I were, if I were, handsome in, in the middle of rate culture right now, I would I would talk about this pairing as a very highly rated pairing. You know, I didn't under, actually. That's a good point in that article. I didn't understand like the, the, what the blogger had against rating beer. Yeah, I don't know because this in in rate culture, this uh, this no. chocolate and and this beer is like a ten. You guys have lost the whole point of this. Move on. Pass. Okay, sorry. No, I don't understand that. But uh, if you try this chocolate yeah. with the hop, stupid. Oh work. yeah, let's do that. I love IPAs. I know. <laughs> To, to me, there's like how I keep team. trying to put the hop stupid right in front of Jason. To me, there's no IPA that pairs well with beer or food. Rather, it's just that's it. They're all um, too, they're all wildly. There's offensive. no IPA that pairs well with your mouth. That's Whoa. true. <laughs> that's true. And that wasn't even a your mom so joke. That, he actually so meant that. <laughs> um, it's just impossible. The, that that beer style is wildly offensive. Well, now Paxton, you've said several times that IPAs are very difficult to to cook and and for cook. cooking for sure yeah. because of the hot bitterness. Yeah, and pairing styles. You know, I mean, I've done some IPA ceviches. I've done. Um, 
you know, I did actually for the National Homebrew Conference, I did a, a hop infused flan. Okay. Yeah. That really tasted like your wort kind of like post boil right before, you know, as you take your hydrometer test. You know, that was the idea with that dish. Okay. I um, ate three of those. I'm a little bit sad to say that you are why Sugar Valley Brewer exists, (laughs) and so this is where it's fun because you can play around with different things. But you really have to like learn, you know, these different components and how these things work together. Yeah, and this is where you know in the last 20 years I've been working on this, and some of the first dishes I created versus what I'm doing today is very very different. So, well, I didn't expect you to make us into a Sean Paxton in even a few shows. But I did. I do think that home brewers are really hungry for some <laughs> basics, packs. I think they really want to know where can we begin, and so that that was my hope. I I, no, I don't want you to feel like you have to oh, walk no. out of here turning us all into a Sean Paxton because that's no. And, and yeah. to be honest, you know, it's impossible. It took you twenty years to go to do. And this. not only that, but it's also. I mean, it's a great segue for my cookbook that I'm working on. Oh, great! So. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Project JP Guy Paxton cookbook. Uh, on Twitter, he actually was just saying that we're killing it here on the session, and and I am working on a cookbook because this is the stuff that I don't see a lot of these other cookbooks really address. These flavor compounds and how they work, why they work, what recipes work, what recipes don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't use it, like I said earlier, like I don't use any apple or pear because I think that that's really an off flavor. I don't really use any corn anymore and corn byproducts. That makes sense. It makes and because sense. you start to see these, you know, because we're not respecting the beer. So the cookbook I'm working on right now. Don't cry, Paxton. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to get there. Uh, is the to beer. really help everybody with basic and highly advanced stuff all in one book that will really help people to really get the concept of why these things work, why we're using this beer, why we're using that beer, and what is the difference between a Kolsch and, you know, a Pilsner to a Wit beer to an Inkle, all the way through to a Quad and an Imperial Stout, upwards and onwards. Well, I think you're bringing us there. I can't wait for the book to, to help hammer it home, and I can't wait for tasting uh, part two. Yes. To to help us understand this more. Can I ask a question or is yeah, it, are please. we wrapping up? We're trying to. How is it how long will the question <laughs> That's not on me, that's on Paxton. How many parts? <laughs> Go into chemistry, please. Yes. Well, I feel like the the coconut no. no. Um so no. the 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 framboise no. and the chocolate, I I get that. They're no. they're, ver, they're both very sweet. One is tart, and the other's kind of bitter and then they kind of complement each other. But what are the off flavors or what why wouldn't you want to pair this hop dumb with the 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 chocolate, because to me, all it does is kind of dries out that little bit of sweet in that chocolate and makes a bitter chocolate, which I actually really enjoy. So, why why wouldn't you want to do that? I still kind of kind of don't understand. I mean, are you saying that that's what the if that's the flavor that you want, then you can go to that, but it's not a, a widely accepted flavor. Well, one is is that if you were to let's say use a Union Jack. Okay. Because with Union Jack from Firestone, I get lots of tangerine orange components because of the hops that they use. Mm-hmm. Or even if you look at Sierra Nevada with their regular pale ale, you know, the Cascade mm-hmm. hop gives all that. Um, is that buzzing just annoying you? I can't handle it. And I can't handle it. I don't know what the problem is. Are you done with your computer? I can turn it off. Do me a favor. Just close it and remove it. And I wonder, I just have to know what it is because it it's, might be your ca- your, funny. It might be your cans, Jay. Just remove that computer from the desk entirely and let me... I just have to know. You don't think it's just your cans? No. Can I mention that um, that's 
I, I get a buzzing. I've had it ever since we moved That's to the new different. studio. But I've deal. I've done. Oh, with. I do hear it. No, you're right. I do hear it. Fuck. Go ahead, Paxson. I'll Sorry, cut, the, I'll I cut this out later. I did. <laughs> Why? It's good. It's it's uh, mood. But, all um, of a sudden, my perfectly other than that squeaking fucking bullshit, my perfectly <laughs> silent, non-buzzing studio is buzzing, and I haven't that. changed anything. You but. have to take tinfoil and wrap it inside the <laughs> hands and the microphone. And on your head. Right. And, you I'm, and I'm sorry, Pax, I'm trying to ignore it, <laughs> I know. but it's like, I could tell it's it's just like, like you being at a dinner that somebody put too much salt in the food, and you want to like it because everything <laughs> else is still good, yeah. but had they only not put too much salt in the food, you would continue to enjoy it. Okay. And that's what the buzzing is doing to my brain right now. It's just eating away at you. If I ever shoot myself in the face, I'm going to put this out right now. Please do. It was never because I was depressed or didn't like my life. It was a buzz. It was an audio buzz. It was a buzz. faint audio buzz. <laughs> it was just a th- and I was like, I can't take life anymore. <laughs> Boom. Done. Uh, well, let me, just to go back to, to JP's question here real quick. I mean, I, it's, I almost feel like the question answers itself. I mean, if okay. you if you eat the chocolate and then you kind of have a sip of the framboise, it, yeah. it tastes like a seized candy that you would bite into, like a raspberry chocolate. Yeah. They're just so clearly complimentary. Res. But if you drink the hop dumb and the chocolate together, then it's nothing. Could you imagine biting into it? You'd want to sue the company that produced that if they were produced together. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I enjoy, I, I like bitter chocolates. Well, like see, a this high is cocoa where, or high, and know, I cocoa fully level. agree. I mean, this is an eighty-five percent, not a lot of sugar added to it. It's really just chocolate. I enjoy that, and I a do lot. too. Yeah. And you know, this is where like a milk chocolate would be different. A white chocolate, which isn't chocolate at all, would be again very chocolate difference. Be too and sweet so this to pair with a with a very a sour, sweet. A sweet beer. Mm. And so too this sweet. is where it's interesting because like the chocolate orange is a classic combination. So yeah, if you were to do something like the Union Jack. Before we were interrupted by the buzz, yes, that 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 pairing, that chocolate orange or chocolate tangerine, works really really well together. But this is where there's no absolutes, and this is kind of like, I guess, the lead in to part two is is that there's so many variables that we can control hmm. as a chef or as a foodie or as the person who's making dinner and saying. Oh well, I can do this and actually make it work. Versus, man, that should never work. Yeah, because even like you know, I've had people say, you know, cook with my double IPA. I'm like, cook with it, really? No, and they're like, no, really, do it. And I made it work. But that's the thing is to spend enough time uh. to think about what it is. Is it the bitterness? Is it the stringency? Is it the 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 saltiness the bitterness i mean you know you think about all these different beer styles that we have accessible today yeah and even the variance within each style of beer right i mean name okay you, you know you have to thing. stop that's too much you're already you're absolutely right there are way too many variables and way too much to cover in one deal but well, I, I understand I think we at least laid the canvas or the yes. foundational things yeah. and we can start to talk more about that on our next show because i think Perfect. this is where again you can see how many, like what you have in your market. You might not have these cheeses. You might not right. have that that salmon or that that steak. And then what you can do with it. And, and I and think with these guidelines, you can take what's in front of you and, and figure it out. I want to ask a more defined question. Oh, JP. Yes, I'm here. Have we discovered the difference between a good beer pairing and a bad beer pairing? Oh, drum roll. Do your do your tongue drum roll. <laughs> Um, no. Sounds a lot like porn. It is porn. It's it's rate culture. How would you rate that? Would you rate my mouth? It's a nine. Yeah. 
Um, no, I, I... Come on, you said during the thing yes, and now you're saying no? Thinking about it, so of all the things that we have ever eaten on the show today, um, the bread and the cheese and the guezzi are good. That was a good pairing. The salmon and the wit beer were good things. But everything else was okay. It was still... I would still eat varying it. degrees of okay. Yeah, it would. It was. It was fine. It was good. I didn't. didn't I didn't have anything. Didn't have I was like, bad. this is disgusting. The chocolate and the IPA was okay to you. Yeah, I could wow. eat it. I could totally. I could totally do that because it. It has that the 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 bitter kind of sandpapery tanniny kind of thing that I actually really like in chocolate. So for me, it accentuated the things I like most about chocolate. Okay, but it, we did come up with a few guidelines that if yeah. the two things actually take away from one or the other, mm-hmm. which you agreed that that had happened a couple times, that maybe yes. that would be a bad pairing. If unless that's what you're going for, because they they can take away things that they can take away things. But you're if, circling back. I am not. If they can take away things, yes. But if that's what you want to do, then right. that's good. And so, for me, uh, that, 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 that minus, that subtraction of that malty flavor and the sweetness of the chocolate and the malty from the beer is a compliment. So, so far, after beer 101, beer pairing 101, everything still pairs with everything. Everything still pairs with everything. Absolutely. <laughs> God damn it, Paxton. Absolutely. So, I'm going to get a However, frog that's been marinated in formaldehyde. I've never had a frog. I would love to eat one. You've never had a frog? I've legs? never had a frog. Wow. Like a French woman? So, I'm going to get... Oh. Well, <laughs> he's gonna say the formaldehyde aged frog, be good. and, the and I'm gonna pair good. that for you, and nobody else has to eat it. But. <laughs> that, you know that that's true. What Tasty just said the food has to be good, and the beer has to be good. Correct. I mean, so you, you, you can't. Yeah. You can't, you can't he likes. Yeah, you can't get a good beer and a bad food and pair them I together, agree. and that yeah. won't work. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, but so we'll do fast food and craft beer. <laughs> and I get it. Still, well, the pre- I believe in JP's premise. I don't believe in his answer, but I do believe in his premise. They 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 must both be high quality, good items that you would. Uh, enjoy Absolutely. on their own, right? Uh, and, but then that paired together, they don't work because the poor bastard. And I got to respect him for it because he, I think he was actually quite honest about his palate Absolutely. and the things he was tasting tonight. Didn't find a bad pairing, just some that were less compatible than others. Yeah, uh, some that were more compatible than others. I would even go more positive than that, I, which is very strange. But I'll take it. I'm trying. <laughs> the, the 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 fish and the bread. Those those were two were the pairings that I really enjoyed the most. The other ones that were they were fine. I, I wouldn't. I would sit down like a nine course you know dinner or whatever and go, okay, that one's cool. The salmon and this IPA. All right. I could see the the differences in both, and and and, and they're, they're both fine. And let's move on to the next one. Okay. It wouldn't it, it wouldn't go. Oh my god, I can't take it. I'm Bevo in a booth. Oh, oh, uh, but it wouldn't like floor me either. You know what I mean? So all right. So what about you, maybe Moscow? that is a bad pairing? I don't know. What do you think? Favorites, less favorites? Yeah, I mean the the salmon and the wit beer were were great. Uh, I happen to love wit beers and salmon, so I'm a I'm a biased audience. But I thought they worked just beautifully together. And then just the the given the chocolate and the framboise it, again, it tastes like something that would be together. It tastes like maybe Already. the in, inside yeah. of the chocolate was filled with the raspberry, whatever. It was beautiful. I'm going to give you beef and wit beer was absolutely incredible. And then I'm going to give you cheese number two, which I believe was like the Mount the, Tam, the Mount Tam. Uh, also with a, a farmhousey beer that we had that that uh, just really brought those those two together. Just great and pairings. The half, I think you really like that. Yeah. And then Nate, the wit beer and the salmon. Mm. Never would have expected that worked. Absolutely, the, the that, finish was super clean. Was surprising. 
and is really interesting. You could you could do that as like an intermission yeah. in somewhere in a course and like get somebody oh, for ready sure. for something else, and they could because you can actually use the wit beer into a sauvignon. You can do that into right. uh, hollandaise. You could do a lot of things. Because you had all these intense flavors, like the blue cheese, like you were talking about, Justin. These flavors that stick around on the palate. Yeah. After we had that one, it was like a wiping the slate clean. You could go and taste something else, like chocolate and imperial stout, and have it be something incredibly huge and amazing. I really liked. I mean. It's kind of weird, but the very first one we did, I mean, asparagus and pills, I thought that would be awful. It actually was sort of... And it of, can be awful yeah. if it's the wrong pills. Right. Hmm. Taste-o-matic? Well, I, in general, I liked uh, all the light beers, you know, like the, the uh, Hob Stupid and the Stout, you know, overpowered most of what we had here. Okay. Uh, there's probably a food there somewhere for it, but we didn't seem to have it tonight. Okay. Um, Even the chocolate? Well, we, I didn't have the chocolate with the Imperial Porter. That would have gone. That would have yeah. gone well. With yeah, that beer actually. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So really dry chocolate and that really sweet beer would have gone great. Just like the really dry chocolate and the, and the uh, Lindemann's uh, sweet beer really went well together too. All right, Bevo. <clears throat> I liked the hop stupid and the bread and the the strong cheese. The blue. Yeah. Yeah, the blue. There you go. You. All right. Uh, I gave it to you the, oh, the yeah. yeah the beef and the. Yeah, anything. That of course, you the chocolate like, that one that didn't you know. work, like that really showed like why we have to be a little bit more careful. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that initial uh, asparagus that with the uh, with the pivo pills, I just thought I-, I like this. I like this pairing. They complement each other. They're really bringing out characteristics in, in each other. And then we had that with the uh, imperial stout, and I just felt like it was gone. It just dominated. It was gone. And, and so to me, it was a waste. It was pointless. I would call that a bad pairing. And, and did I get bad flavor in my mouth? No, because it beat up the, the, the asparagus entirely. But if I was at a beer dinner, which is one of the standards we, we were kind of talking about, people complaining about spending money on beer pairing, I'd have felt like I, I wasted money on that course because I, I would have felt you did it wrong. That's you know? And, of course, you wouldn't have done that. Uh, you, you know better. I asked you to do that. But to me, that was an example <laughs> that, that was an example of a bad, of a bad pairing. That's if, an interesting if pairing gauge. is putting two things together, yeah. I do feel like they should not uh, can't neither cancel each other out, nor should one be made worse by the other. Did I find something made worse by the other in, the, in these examples? No. You verbally gave us some examples by, you know, maybe bringing in cream of corn with, with something that might accentuate DMS. That, that would probably be a straight, you've brought out the bad things in this beer. And I almost went that way, but that, to, to me, that was a cop-out. Yeah, I see because what you mean. If I have, because everything here was prepared properly. Yeah. There wasn't a bad beer, an infected beer, anything. Yeah. Well, right. this is the hard part about being you, Paxton. You, you're looking at things from a, a view I that go, to to I got to fail, but I want to fail in a way I that is... fail right. <laughs> yeah. I want to do it the best belly flop I can. You know, uh, so anyhow. It, it, that, it, you know, that's interesting what you said is is if, if I paid for this, would I be excited or not? And maybe that's a, a, a also a qualification of, if, is it a good beer pairing or not? Because based on that, I would be, I would be underwhelmed. Yeah. I would be underwhelmed. Part of me thinks like this. Uh, in fact, you mentioned this too. Why would I pay a hundred bucks? Someone, someone said, "Why would I pay a hundred bucks if I could just do it at home?" Yeah. And when I go to a beer dinner that that has pairings, and this is why I do like Sean's dinner so much. If I think of it this way, I go, "If at the end I go, I could have done that at home." Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in the pairings. Yes. But if if I'm finding things like I did tonight with the cheese, and certainly with the cheese and the bread and the beer together, if I find things and I go. 
oh yeah, oh I wouldn't have done that, and I get why he did that. That's the difference between uh, oh you can just put anything together and. This fucker knows what he's doing. That those things together really do something. That bread and cheese and goods was my favorite. And would you my have favorite. done it on your own? No, because I would yeah. never have have thought. I would never have thought about it. Yeah, it would and, be something completely off my radar. And so that's to me why I would go to a beer dinner with somebody. It's also why, by the way, I would listen to professional radio. Mm-hmm. If if I listen to professional radio and I go, oh, I could have done that in my garage. Uh, I know this is a bad example in this case, <laughs> but I go... Uh, All our donors just wiped out. Well, I go, well, that sucks. Why are yeah. they on the radio? They yeah. should be able to do something exceptional. And, and I think beer dinners should should be held huh. to that same standard. Maybe that's why I hate everything. <laughs> Make sure you never go to a uh, modern art museum. If your gauge is, gonna, if I can do this at if home, what this is this? Home. Yeah, contemporary art, stay away. But even you myself. pointing that out tells me that you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. When I, when I think of things of a higher standard, if I can do it myself, to me it means it requires no training. It just means I have to think mm. about it a little bit and I can do it myself. Oh. But if a guy like Pax, he blows my mind because there's training, there's 20 years of experience, there's a thought process, and I didn't think about it. And so that's the difference between good and bad. Well, and I'm glad this hasn't happened to Paxson, but there is the phenomenon, too, of, of over-education, and 20 years education makes you, like, with there's overeducated art folks who see shit and think it's good. Yeah, yeah. Because well, they, you know. I'm not trying to defend the shit, but I will say it is interesting because the more I know, the more I don't know. It's been really interesting because, okay, I understand these styles. I brewed most of these styles. I, I know brewers who make some of my favorite beers. Yeah. I talk to them. And it's interesting. Even today, I was at the Rare Barrel. And they're doing some really interesting sour stuff. And they're doing stuff that I've never seen in five months, where which takes some Labic breweries two years to get those same flavors. Okay. And it's really interesting when you start to look at what we know and what we don't know and how many different ways there is to do something. Yeah. And I'm constantly, I don't know if it's humbled or, you know, kind of like those aha moments where you're like, wow, what about this? And how we can do things because what I like to do with my food and the reason why a lot of the guests get those experiences like you're talking about, Justin, is is that I've spent the time on one menu to just drill it down so that I already have those elements in play yeah. that whether I've had the beer or not, that I can make it so that it's a pairing that will play up that because I understand the style. Right. I understand the flavors of the, the protein or the vegetable or the cheese, whatever it is. And then from there, what you can do with it. Because ultimately, it's like I'm taking you along a path. And this is where, yes, you can go into any brew pub or gastro pub or fine dining restaurant if they have a good beer list and do it yourself. But you're doing it yourself versus having somebody else take you down a path. And at the end of the meal, I think with all my dinners, that you leave it like, wow, that was pretty insane because right. it was a wild ride. I agree with you. And to me, that's that's the big difference. And that's also where that like where you spend your money. Sure. And so this is, I mean, I totally get 100 bucks is a lot for dinner. I get it. Well, let's face it. I spend Nate's money is what I do. <laughs> because really, every time I think about, God, maybe I should pay Nate. Paxton has a dinner, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going to a Paxton dinner. Yep. So I just want to clarify. Oh, so that's what happened. <laughs> just wanna, that check was in the mail. 
I mean, I would have given you gas money tonight, but you took Bart, so fuck it. Well, you know, they're on strike anyways. I walked. All right. Uh, Paxton, I, I got to get us to a break. Uh, that as, was fun. That thank was you. a lot of fun for me, too. Thank you so much. I hope you're going to stay for the end of the show. We got oh, a, for sure. We got a lot yeah. to do. We got feedback left to do. We got our happy hour segment left to do. I got a new song for Nate that was sent oh. in. Oh. Uh, really? Written about our friend Nate. Nice. Uh, so I got a lot to do. Uh, just before the break, let's find out, is this funny? All right. I'm talking to Paul. Now, this man, uh, you're a beer judge. I am a beer judge. So you judged a bunch of beers today? I did. 4,800 beers. So you're a connoisseur of microbrews? Yes, microbrews. It's very interesting because I consider myself a connoisseur of pretentious jagoffs, and I find you fascinating. All right. That's funny. Comic the Conan dog, right? It's, <laughs> was it funny? I thought it was funny. It was all right. Because I like Paul. It's the session. Paul. We'll What's be right Paul? back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. You know, the Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri. The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolfbrow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolfbrow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops, hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness, full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark 
chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity. Hop drops are made with Fuggles or Cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmasters Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmasters Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmasters Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, All right, time to get back to work here. We got a few things left to do. Uh, nice long show, you know. It's like it's we're old school, tasty, very Get, tasty show. I would say getting back to it, getting yeah. into the four hour range. Should have cheese every night. I want to th- uh, say thanks again to uh, Sean Paxton, who's still hanging out with us, but oh, for coming and you, presenting Justin. things. What's the website, Sean Paxton? Uh, homebrewchef.com, or you can actually follow me on Twitter at uh, homebrewchef. And that's how you'll stay up to date about the new book as yes. well. So that and Facebook, yeah. Um, Simple things. You can like my page. All right, I got a short 
feedback seg. So should I? Can I do that? All right. Let me do some some feedback. We got a few things to do tonight, um, but I got to get through to a, a few things. First of all, feedback's brought to you tonight by our good friends over at craftbeer.com. Go check out craftbeer.com. And I'm, you know, I'm constantly impressed by this website. They've done a lot of work on it. There's more and more content all the time. Moscow, I feel like we should be producing content for this website too. They they do such a great job. There's video up there, there's recipes there. Speaking of our, our beer and food pairing, uh, there's a style finder. You can search breweries all across the country. There's information just about beer itself if you want to send your novice friends over there. Tons of media. And we should be doing stuff for them. Why? Because they're doing a little too well? No. We should just, bring them down a little no, bit. No, I just kind of want to be part of it. <laughs> I, I, no, I feel like. <clears throat> I feel like it's great. We should be part of it. There's so much content over there. Go check out craftbeer.com right now, celebrating the best of American craft beer. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right. Just a couple things in the feedback today. Steven, the dark side, writes in. ABN on Saturday, October 19th, the 8th annual New England Regional Homebrew Competition was held, and the BN got a few medals. Michael Marino won two golds and one silver, as well as Brewer of the Year and listed the Brewing Network as his club. Wow. My man. A boy, Brian. Or Michael, sorry. Michael Marino. Um... Steven, who's writing in, said, I myself won two silvers in cider <laughs> and took home Cider Maker of the Year. Said it felt great. That's how you win. However, he listed his local club as the Seacoast Homebrewers. Dick. Now, that's what we encourage you to do. You know that. So, yeah. good job to you, too, Steven. Well done, sir, on a, on a good win. Uh, all right. Eric in SoCal writes in, Hey, guys, I wanted to thank you for your episode with Jester King Brewery. You're welcome. I think we're about to open a Jester King beer. Already open. Right there. It's in my glass. Love that brewery. I, too, I gave them a, some rave reviews on last week's show. We got Russ. We're checking brought, it out. Brought home some, some Jester King beer with me. Um, yeah, Russ is the beer we're pouring right now. Uh, he says, uh, yeah, thanks for episode with Jester King. A couple of weeks ago, I traveled from SoCal to San Antonio, uh, Texas, of course, where I was uh, able to score a couple different Jester King brews, uh, which were all great. I was able to check out the Texas beer scene, which I was surprised to find so many great beers from local Texas breweries. One of the cool things was that they are brewing classic styles uh, that you would normally not find, like uh, Roggen beer, Schwartz beer, Alt beer. Um, as well as some twists on, on classic styles. So because of your show, I was able to seek out great beers that I may have missed on my own. Love the show. Keep up the work, Eric and SoCal. Eric, I had a similar experience as I went on and on about last week. Yeah. I'm loving the Texas beer scene. And uh, on and on. Of course, we were just in the one... I was just in the one segment of SoCal. Uh, sorry, of SoCal. Of Austin. Um, so I, I can't speak for all of Texas, but... I did go to Craft Pride, which is a great beer bar there, and um, they did a great job showcasing all sorts of wonderful Texas beers. I'm proud of Texas, uh, which, if you listen to JP, you know is something doesn't get said on this show very often, and i got to say I'm proud of my Texans. I For think, good reason. I think they've done a great job growing up their craft beer seat. They did. They killed the best president in history, and they have good craft beer. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then finally, uh, we have what is... Uh, 
hitherto for be known as the spam of the week email. <laughs> and JP, I quite like that you added this yeah? to the feedback. All right, that makes me feel good. Inside. I do hope you do it more often. Uh, I love it. Here's your spam of the week in feedback. Dear sir, we are Africa gold miners from Kisangani Democratic Republic of Congo, DRC, in Central Africa, seeking for gold buyer and partnership. We are ready to do business with you with a comfortable condition to build business relationship. I do feel Just at ease already. Um, <laughs> let me know if you are interested to do business with us. Uh, as long, I feel like as long as they include the word business enough, it's very legitimate. It's very businesslike. Uh, let me know if you are interested to do business with us with this trial order of quantity and quality of your choice to enable us to know the buyer capability and possibility to do business, and we sell 10% of all-time current market. Why do I feel like it should have come out of Asia? Let me try again. Dear sir, we African gold miner from Kisangani Democratic Republic of Congo, Central Africa. China. (laughs) Seeking for gold buyer and partnership. We are ready to do business with your comfortable condition to build business relationship. Let me know if you're interested to do business with us, the trial order of quantity and quality of your choice. To enable us to know the buyer capability and possibility to do business, we sell 10% of our current market. All they want is grammar lessons. They'll give you gold. Yeah, what did you tell them? You're good. What did we reply? Have we made, have we placed an order? I hope we placed an order. Well, no, because I need I need to verify a, a quality and quantity. Of, JP, I mean. they do 10% of all-time current market. Oh. Yeah, didn't you feel comfortable? What are you waiting on? I didn't feel comfortable. I think if what you're does that do even mean? In the Asian <laughs> accent, you, it needs to be more like oily. Like you try. Seeking for gold buyer and partnership. <laughs> we are ready to do business with you with a... Comfortable condition to build business relationship. <laughs> I like how you have to close your eyes when you do that voice. <laughs> what an asshole. What a racist. <laughs> oily. But like it does sound that way. Oily. Right, Tasty. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I like spam of the week. <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? I hope that one of our feedback segments one week is all spams of the week. Uh, it, you know, it might be. <laughs> the, the less and less feedback we get, the more time we have to fill with spam of the week. We are ready to do business with you with a comfortable condition. What does that even mean? I think that means a happy ending. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty comfortable. Yeah, that means something in your mouth. It's going to be as good for you as it is them. I do think it means if we do business, we get happy ending. There's no way this is from Africa. No. no Africans no. don't talk like this. No. It's like this. <laughs> There's no recording of a log, so I don't know. Is that Was that rate? I don't think that's racist, right? That's just common. No, 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 that would be actually racist. Oh, it would be? Yeah. All right, yeah. let me write that down. Yeah, you don't think so, Sky? Truth-telling. Well, not all Africans <laughs> Moska, that's speaking racist. click. Yeah. Like I said, it's truth-telling. That's Is it racist or rape culture? Well, it's, we don't do that. We do rate culture. Oh, I would right. rate this spam a nine out of uh, <laughs> out of ten spams. This is the first off the bat. It's a nine. That's a high bar to set, man. No, no, it was just the ninth spam we got that day. Oh, that's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. And if we were going to rate it. I love the rate culture. <laughs> Culture. I would like to. Can we? Can you go buy rateculture.com right now? <laughs> sure. Let me have your. And then we card. can promote it. And then we're just going to start promoting rate culture. rate culture. At every at every beer event we it's go to. It's part of the rate culture. Have yeah. you guys heard of rate culture? It's awesome. It's really prevalent, yeah. especially on campuses. <laughs> if our if our audio is too low fidelity, we're it's it's R A T E. Just in case T E T is in Tom. I don't know. I feel like if your audio is low fidelity, then then uh, you've pretty much you're asking to be rated. 
if you're listening. <laughs> yes. If you're listening to us on eight track, yeah. you're being rated. <laughs> rated. All right. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Short feedback. All right, I got to get ready for our next uh, segment, which is uh, our happy hour segment, which we introduced to you. Uh, was it last week or the a uh, couple weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, let me know. Is this funny? Seriously, this is awful shit. If you want someone to taste your piss so badly, you should start dating Kesha. <laughs> I like that one. I don't get. I don't get it. I don't. Get it, it, I don't, I don't know what's the reference. Funny. Somebody um, break it down for me. She's uh, a dirty broad. She's all gnarly. Yeah. Well, there's a specific you key can, one too, and like. Um, May or June or something. She she famously drank her own pee oh, as part like, of a crash diet. Oh, and oh I thought posted it was just, all about it on the face space. It's yeah. like See, now I feel like shower. a pervert because I just thought she was a dirty broad and, yeah. and she wanted me to pee. That's on what her. I thought too. Well, they, it's like the R. Truth. Kelly thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. this was like it's a brand building thing for you. You need to drink your own pee because you're a dirty <laughs> bitch. Bebo, you're a dirty bitch. Bebo, have sterile. All sterile. <laughs> sterile like that because you're a dirty bitch. Well, have, yeah, it's like it's just advice, professional advice, JP. Bebo, have you and Sam ever done pee play? No. Water sport. <laughs> water sport. That's like water disgusting. sport. Not even accidentally. No. Like, did you ever take a shower together and you and then he started peeing on you? <laughs> Sam, Sam's Come giving on, a thumbs don't up. No, don't yes, lie. Kind of no, honestly, no. Sam's in the studio Sam, giving a thumbs up. You right know now. what? And spraying his wiener everywhere, all over your kids. <laughs> he pissed on her feet and said this it would prevent a... foot fungus. He's having feet play right now. Go ahead. You have it. Just this week was the first time I've ever been like in the bathroom and Sam's come in and peed while I was even in there. Yeah, he did. Did he flush? Really? What? The first really? time? Seriously, yeah. How long have you guys been married? Wow. We've been married um, Too long. six years in February. Was he drunk or he just couldn't no, wait? No, it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. You better not have been drunk. He just wanted to take your relationship to the next level. No, we were just both late for work. I think he was introducing pee play. He was not introducing pee play. In a gentle sort of way. I think that was his way of saying, hey, maybe we should check this out. Hey. Yeah. If, if the- I get enough pee play. I have a child. <laughs> yeah, but it's not erotic. When a child it wouldn't it. be erotic. I, I have two children. It wouldn't be erotic. <laughs> By the way, nobody else calls it pee play, right? No, like, it's water not, sports. No, that's oh, it is? Yeah. gross. Because there's nothing sexy about calling it pee play. By no, the way, that's not sexy. Absolutely I wanted to not. mention your Asian voice. You sounded a lot like the super smart kid from the Goonies. <laughs> that's why I said set a booty trap. So if you want to buy gold right now, you set a booty trap. That no. character was not racist, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a stereotypical character. Right. Uh, all right. It's time for our new segment um, called... No, wait. I have to get all the things I need together for this. Um, it's called Happy Hour. I like this segment. What is Happy Hour exactly, uh, Moscow, where we... Di- we uh, we get happy, the listeners get sad? No, we focus on brewing disasters, I think, and, right? But, and, but yes, but Nate's right. The listeners are very sad because these are horrible things that happen in their brew house, but we get happy because it's great radio. That's right. Happy Hour is brought to you by Sabco, maker of the Brew Magic Brewing System. Uh, upgrade your equipment to the next level with a Brew Magic Brewing System. Sam Calagione did it. This week. <laughs> this week comes from Jeff Tibbles, or should I say, G. Hoff. He said he loved the segment on the session last uh, week, so here's his horror story. It was uh, early in his brewing days, his fourth or fifth batch, uh, during his first attempt at a 10-gallon. Five was not enough. He was brewing a Kolsch, doing an extract concentrated wort boil, 
and monitoring everything during the process to try and dial in his system. He was using a glass thermometer, and he thought, I could just leave it in the kettle and check it periodically during the mini-mash and ramp up to boil. (laughs) For some reason, maybe it was all the tasting of the previous batch. Uh, but he left the thermometer in the kettle during the boil. He's not sure exactly what happened, uh, but sometime toward the end of the boil, the thermometer broke. Uh, he said, I remember pulling up to check the temperature and being horrified to see that the bottom had broken and now there was no glass. Wax and those little metal balls were in the work. Oh, I was man. in denial and I actually finished the brew, chilled and transferred and oh, pitched, thinking oh. maybe I could filter it somehow or just rack off the top, hoping the, the metal and glass would settle to the bottom. Uh, he said he was okay with the plan, but his girlfriend and brewing partner were not okay with it. After a few days he gave into their needling and he dumped the entire 10 gallons <laughs> along with a few tears he said he bought a stainless steel dire ther- dial thermo and new ingredients and rebrewed the next weekend and he still maintains that the beer would have been fine uh, but the girls were convinced someone would end up swallowing a piece of glass ripping a hole in someone's stomach and suing i added that last part that's from jeff uh, what about the mercury say mercury, poisoning. mercury poisoning like that was the biggest issue right yeah, there but because girls are dumb and they only think about oh it's gonna hurt you because all the glass y'all is that the generic the- girl or is i that- thought of mercury poisoning just <laughs> well, for the record well you're smarter than that but all the glass is kind of hole in your stomach and then it'll be fine i like that bevo just had to point out to jp that not all girls are stupid <laughs> yeah like As I don't if know it that. had never been said before it hasn't in this room. Well, we're lucky no. enough to have Jeff on the line with us right now. Uh, Jeff, how are you, brother? Uh-oh. Great. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. Dude, it's the mercury, man. That would have been... I mean, I don't even like eating tuna fish too many times in a week. <laughs> Never mind dropping a whole thermometer full in your cattle. Poor Kate. Did someone bring up the mercury? Uh, yeah, that was a concern. Uh, I did some research, though, and learned that uh, they don't really use mercury in thermometers anymore. They use some other stuff. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'm sure. That's yeah, all fine. But I'm depending sh- on when that that thermometer is made. Oh, I mean, they make my back. like 10,000 at a time in China, and you never know. Ah, over Fukushima there. blew up. They need to put somewhere that stuff <laughs> safe, but in the thermometers. That's Japan. Yeah, they now use <laughs> plutonium. It's no longer mercury. It glows. It's spent uranium. Yeah, uranium. Uh, so... You know, Jeff, this is not going to make you feel better. I easily would have done this. <laughs> I easily would have been the guy who left the, the glass thermometer in the kettle. You just don't think about it, right? Yeah, it seems like an easy mistake to make. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to do all the monitoring that I can to, to make sure that I have a repeatable process. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you're kind of, you know, if you're, if you're, how long have you been brewing? Let me, let's get this out of the way. Uh, it's. No, been no. about four years now. Oh, yeah. so long enough. This was in the beginning, though. I was going to say. Oh, it's back, back in the beginning. Right. Okay, and you're yeah, you're just you're you're trying to measure everything. You're sort of watching the kettle the whole time. Right. It's on your stove it's or whatever. Fascinating. So you're checking the temp. Oh, it's going to boil soon. You keep yeah. like I totally would have done this. I easily would have left. Uh, I've never done it. Yeah. No. Oh, no. I never have either. But yeah. I I would have I easily. <laughs> if would've. I was dumb, I would totally. Some do people that. really watch the clock on that stuff. How much? How long does it take to get up to a boil? Yeah. From when I collect the wort. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, but they, then they go. I think a step further, and they they use that to calculate how much like propane they use or whatever, right. and then they factor that into the. It's like, dude, it's just it's pro, pro, propane, man. It's boil shit. Propane, propane. There's really no place for a glass thermometer in the brew house. I mean, uh, anymore. But other than when you're calibrating your other other thermometer device yeah but it comes in the in the in the you know most everybody's basic learn how to brew kit the glass yeah the glass thermometer yes but not the mercury right that's right no no you're talking about a hydrometer you're saying no 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 thermometer oh Oh, okay regular okay but it doesn't have mercury in it yeah there's no reason why even in the basic brew kit it can't have a 
probe type thermometer that you can measure. It's you know, usually cost, except that it doesn't. Oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I'm with cheap. you, Tasty. Like I would say, oh, this is silly that it's even in the kit, right. but it was in my kit. Yeah, it's like yeah. dollar ninety nine or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like cost of a homebrew shop to to get the dial thermometer is is, is wildly larger than than that thing. So homebrew shops want to make it as cheap as possible for you to get into the hobby while still getting you what you need to actually make good beer so they probably also carry the assumption that not everyone's an idiot like jeff <laughs> well that's that's also true right um, jeff yeah well, aren't we all though i mean i've well, learned to relax a lot more but, sounds uh, like theory. that's why i have a laser have thermometer i never have that issue anymore well you're fancy see but that's now these are these are two different things like jeff's just saying he's learned to relax a little more and paxton comes in i have a laser thermometer <laughs> Like, that's not relaxing John's either. John's got the lasers over here. <laughs> it's it's easy. I never have to sanitize yeah, it. I never have to clean much. it. It's easy. I put it on my head of a shark, and I just hold it over By there. By the way, you can actually get a laser thermometer on Amazon. Not that you have to go through the BN site, but, but I recommend should. it yeah. for $15. Well, that's not bad. Mm. $15.99. I'm going to do this shit right now. You hear that, Jeff? That's not bad. Digital readout with the stainless steel probe. Those are the All shit. Right. Let me ask Jeff this, because ultimately, so you did ferment the beer. You hung on to the beer as long as possible. At what point, I know you kind of described that your your girlfriend really hammered at home, but but walk me through that. At what point do you realize, fuck, I got I to gotta throw this beer away? Yeah. Uh, we, well, it was a few days in, and... Uh, I thought, you know, I could just deflect and say, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it. You know, we'll, we'll filter it out or whatever. Um, but she just wasn't sleeping. <laughs> and uh, she wow. was just so concerned that somebody was going to, like, tear their stomach liner. Or How long has she been crazy. a Jew? <laughs> <laughs> or she's recently converted. So, so ah. right. you pitched yeast into this beer, and it started fermenting anyways, even though it was a shitload of mercury in it. <laughs> it wasn't mercury. That's it was amazing. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was this, the other stuff. Yeah, it was fermenting. Maybe that's like, like <laughs> a yeast egg, you know? It was beautiful. It probably smelled Maybe? great. Like, it, this was going to be your best beer to date. What strain was that, sir? Uh, it was the Kolsch strain. It was the, oh, uh, the white labs yeah. Kolsch And it was weird how the mercury like subdued the sulfur flavor right. in the beginning. It of- stopped <laughs> farting so much. <laughs> it was, you know, it was going to be just right. I don't know, Jeff. I think you should have gone through with it. It, it could have been. Im- with the lights out, was there like a color emanating from the carboy? Good it could question. have been NHC gold. Did there, was there any glow? It was golden. Yeah, it was uh, kind of glowing a little bit. Uh, you know, I would have been eating your, shellfish my whole life. I'm not too worried about mercury. Right. I would have, I would have gone to the sperm bank and made a deposit. <laughs> then I would have drank the beer. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? In listening to this, Tasty sounds experienced. I just do it on my dirty underwear. I don't I keep my genetics so I, apart from the <laughs> what about bank. the life insurance policy? Just to make sure okay, that would be good too. Yeah, I get it. Uh, the BN has a big life insurance policy out on Tasty. He doesn't well, yeah, know that's it. How you're going to make your nut. We forged his signature on lots of documents. <laughs> What's the line? You know what? In listening to Jeff describe it, I'm not convinced he threw it away. I think he told his girlfriend he threw it away. Oh, I think the kid's got a six pack in his closet. Paxton is breaking the chair. Oh, I'm not breaking the chair. Sorry, breaking Paxton pre broke that chair. That is, you know, he probably is, and it, it, he's saving it for their wedding, Jeff? Or something like that. <laughs> you have some of the beer left, don't you? You couldn't do it. Uh, no comment. No! <laughs> See? We got a winner! I feel like here's what happened. So, honey, I'm go- I have to go out today with the girls. Um, 
I would. I really wish you'd throw away that beer today. Are you Jeff or the wife? I think it's. I'm the. I'm it's the, the wife. wife. Oh, okay. Uh, girlfriend. Oh. Uh, I think it's. You know, we've talked about this, Jeff. Uh, you know, I don't like it when you don't listen to me, and um, you know, I don't like it when you don't take my advice. I think a beer will be fine, though. Woman, don't backtalk and sass in my face. Jeff. Yeah. You know, I don't like it when you raise your voice even a little. This is just how I normally talk and do the laundry and the dishes at the same time because you're the. Girl, that I'm the guy, Peter. Uh, Jeff, listen, you know, I don't like it when you don't finish your chore list, and I have a lot of things to do today, so just add this to your chore list. I, I want you to dump that beer. And then Jeff is like, okay, honey, I promise I'm going to dump the beer. And I I'll sw- totally dump the beer. And I swear. If you dump that fat ass. Ah! <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, and I Jeff, swear I he saved that. like a six pack or a 22 or something. No, no, no. Six months later, he magically had a cherry lambic. <laughs> that mercury came pulse. out of nowhere right uh, how close am i jeff uh that was almost ex- exactly how it was <laughs> <laughs> right. like a recording. tone and everything yeah you were you you bugged my living room what's going on with you guys and then and then she got home so uh honey sweet cakes did you did you throw away the beer of course I did. What do you think I am? Really he dumb says, and stuff? You tell me to do it, and I, I value your opinion and our relationship <laughs> at the same time. They're very equal in my life. Uh, not that I don't trust you, but can I see the carboy, please? Can I see I, the- Oh, I already cleaned it, and I lent it to, to Sean next door, to, you know, the black guy. You he know, wanted to make some beer, and I said, I will help you, Deshaunathan. Jeff, you know I don't like it when you hang out with Deshaunathan. I feel it's okay. I left I'm my sorry. gold watch. <laughs> <laughs> I left my gold watch in my wallet on the dresser. It's so just shut up and make me a sandwich, please. I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you know that you're on a cleanse right now. You're not allowed to have any solid foods, <laughs> so I cannot make you a sandwich. I'll give you a cleanse. Turn around. <laughs> Jeff is the best caller ever, by the way, because he's just letting us be assholes, and he's not stomping all over. And I think, I think he still thinks we're playing a recording. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, you can call in any time. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, yeah. boss. Can't wait for call number two. Yeah. Oh, he's got more stories. I can Love tell. it. That was just the... Thanks, guys. First layer. I think that Jeff... We should feature all of Jeff's accidents in our happy hour segment for the next six months. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, you're an instant winner, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. Fair enough? That sounds good. I don't know what I did to win, uh, but I will accept graciously. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. Jeff, are you on the phone again? No, I'm not on the phone. I'm just talking to my your mom because we. I like your mom. <laughs> my mother-in-law is great. Jeff, are you on yeah. Skype again? Or I don't know why you're always on Skype or on the internet. I, you know, I don't like it when you look at food sites. You're not supposed to be eating. Remember? It, well, uh, just because I'm... I, look, it's chat roulette. It's not really Skype. It's kind of the Just shut up and turn down my bed so I can go to sleep. <laughs> Jeff all of a sudden is 79 years old. I don't know. Uh, Depends. And, and he, at the end, he got kind of Bill Cosby on her. You know... Jell-a-pudding in the sleep. Jeff, you understand that I make sure all our sheets don't have mercury in them. And now you've put mercury in your beer. They're dolphin safe. Don't worry about it. Just go to bed so I can touch your butt. All of our sheets are dolphin safe. (laughs) 
We should start a company, JP. Dolphin Safe Cotton. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> it's going to be a. It's going to be a big hit. Entrepreneurial thing. I love it. Let's do it. Uh, nothing but dolphin safe textiles. <laughs> Dot com. Uh, all right, Jeff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for our behavior. That's all right. We're good. <laughs> Well, you've done great. Thank you for sharing your mistake with us. I appreciate it very much. Hey, thank you, guys. His, Cheer- his kid was on? Cheers, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> All right. Happy Hour is brought to you today by Sabco. Upgrade your equipment to the next level with a Brew Magic Brewing System because better equipment will help you avoid these brewing catastrophes. Check out more information at brewmagic.com. All right. So I've done feedback. I've done Happy Hour. Yeah. We might almost be done. I Except, think we're almost Twitter game, but that's about it. You got to tell me. Is this funny? Okay, I'm here with your, your brewing Lone company. company. Lone Tree Lone Brewing Tree. Company. Yes, it's the beer company that's named after what you hit on the way home. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> okay, that's good. I yeah. didn't get it. Because you hit a tree. You know, they're all drunk at the oh, GABF. Yeah, that was funny. An elm is a tree. That one was kind of funny. That was funny. Lone Tree Brewing Company. It's the thing you hit on the way home. Come on. It's yeah, so it's good. good that you want it's to repeat good. it. Right. I liked it. <laughs> you know what? Triumph the Angry Conan is good. I think I, I say we bring him back to the mainstream. That is a good joke. You can plug in any brewery like uh, Lost Abbey. <laughs> it's the thing you hit on your way home if you live in Belgium. Because that's a kid. Oh, it's Bebo's kid's name. Oh, I see. Right? It's the thing you lose yeah. on the way home. Or uh, Russian River. Uh, you hit no. a Russian river on the way home. You do it with a drive no. into it. Um, Eagle st- Rock. No, shit. I don't know. I'm getting a note of tobacco, uh, stale fruit, uh, garlic. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's you. I'm sorry. That's Not bad. So he did okay. He did all right. He was about 70%, maybe 60%, but okay. I want to edit that thing down to like three minutes of actual humor. Uh, I thought that's what we did tonight. Yeah, I think exactly. we, only, yeah, sure, yeah, you're we took a right. seven-minute segment and played there you about go. four of them. You're absolutely right. So uh, stop creating well work for yourself that you're not going to do anyway. Well, I, fuck. <laughs> I think Moscow did what you wanted to do. Isn't that always the case? <laughs> Moscow did what you wanted to do. JP 2.0. Yeah. Hey, we got one more after the uh, Twitter game. The Nate teased it earlier, the gluten-free one. Oh, plus I have a song to play about Nate. Oh, that's right! All right, let's do our Twitter game. What was our Twitter game tonight? Our Twitter game was very long, as a matter of fact. It was, are you dressing up your child in a beer-related thing, some sort of beer-related costume for Halloween? Um, if not, why not? Uh, which seems to be the overwhelming responses that we got. And we actually got a lot. I was actually really impressed with everybody from the Brain Network Army. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't edit it really down, but I think we have like 10 or maybe 8. Uh, Did you want me to edit it for you? <laughs> please do. That's a lot. In a concise... I will never do uh, Paul Epic wrote, no... Do you want me to play the song so you can narrow it down from 10 to like 4? To like 1? <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead, read him. Fuck it, just read him. I'm sorry, Diva was talking to Ron of Uh <clears throat> Paul Epic wrote, No, because I don't want to draw attention to the fact that it's not apple juice in his sippy cup. Mm-hmm. Okay. The game, again, was dress up your kids as beer if, things. If you are, and if yeah. not, why not? Uh, my close personal friend, personal friend Matt Staley wrote, Both of my kids are going as phantoms. You know, from like the Phantom Brewery, they're going as little go. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Sully wrote in finally, hearing back from Sully, he goes, "I think of dressing up my son as a hop grenade. I mean, no one has heard of that. How cool <laughs> is that? Hop grenade, genius! 
Winner! Sully. Not an artichoke. Oh, wait to hear my story next week. Mm. Go on. Uh, Andrew Ignatz wrote, I'm not dressing my six-year-old as something beer-related because that would be fucking stupid. <laughs> Winner number two. <laughs> I kind of like that. Uh, El Oz wrote, my three-year-old is short, slurs his words, and is dressing up as a dentist. Is that beer-related? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Chris Rogers uh, wrote, I dressed my kid up as an internal calandria just so they'd have to explain what they are every two minutes. <laughs> Not, that's not good. I'm laughing because it's not good. It's uh, like the China hat. I know what China, it is. Okay. I thought it was hilarious. Personally. Uh, Bill Crayer writes, no, because birth control. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll eliminate uh, eliminate the ones that you don't like. Thank you. I like pleasing you. Thank you. Uh, Tusky Brewskies wrote, my son is going as a yeast ghost because all I need is a sheet and neglect to change his diaper. This kid's a fart. Go yeah. on. Carry on. I thought it was funny. He's no. kid walking around with a load in his pants. Right. <laughs> uh, Sugar Valley Brewer writes, uh, Junior looked great as, that's right, you guessed it, Bevo's ass. No. Okay. I wanted, I wanted it to be good. That's why I started talking, so but it's not good. Uh, my kid is going as an artichoke, says Bonk uh Close enough. No. No? No. Okay. Get me out of here. Uh, Monster Mash writes, uh, no, my girlfriend had a miscarriage. Thanks for reminding us. <laughs> Winner. Oh, what the? <laughs> that's horrible. Come on, that's good. And uh, Andy Wiggle writes, my child is a beer-related item. Oh, I get it. Okay. But no. Okay. So there you have it. That's the, that's the game. What were the first couple that we liked? <clears throat> uh, well, I don't know. Um... No, because I don't want to draw attention to the fact that it's not apple juice in his sippy cup. No. That's not funny. Uh, both of my kids are going as phantoms. No. I'm thinking of dressing up my son as a hop grenade. Yeah. I mean, no one has heard of that. How yes. cool is that? Sully. Sully's the winner. Okay. Uh, I'm not dressing my six-year-old as something beer-related because that would be fucking stupid. Yes. That's okay. kind of awesome. My three-year-old is short, slurs his words, and dressed up as a dentist. Is it beer-related? Mm, that's good, but no, you can stop there. So it's those two. It's the Sully, it's the not doing it, and, and it's the miscarriage. The miscarriage. Okay. Those are the ones we have to vote on tonight for our Twitter game winner. Don't be offended by the... Look, it happens all the time. Don't be afraid to vote for... If it's funny, you can vote for miscarriage. Sometimes okay? God just doesn't have enough souls to put into those little specks. You know what? I like your, for the first time ever, yeah. I like your outlook on life. Very Thank spiritual you. man. I think that Thank one, you. yeah. Namaste. That solved a lot of problems. Namaste. For, for people. Namaste. Not me, but <laughs> somebody. Well, that's why you stopped going hanging. All right, raise your hand if it's for Sully, a hop grenade, because who's ever thought of that? Mm. Yeah. Uh, JP wanted to, but then he, re- I'm going to just point out to Sully that JP voted for you, then revoked <laughs> you his vote. Whore! But I think uh, Paxton raised his hand, which gave it four votes, okay? Uh, it's unanimous. What was the Almost. next one? I'm dressing. Uh, I'm not dressing up my six-year-old as something beer-related, because that would be fucking stupid. That one's good. That's a vote from Bevo. And finally... Miscarriage! That's uh, two votes. Sully wins. Hop Yay! grenade! Yay, okay. Sully! Sully, you're going to get oh, your prize Sam back. voted for the miscarriage. Oh, <laughs> Sam... <laughs> Oh, and so did Abby! Yay, miscarriage! Oh, the vote just got swayed. It's now a tie. Miscarriage, Abby. Woo! No, that's still three. No, that that was four. But still, Sully wins. Send him his prize pack. Sully, email JP, JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. He'll send you your Brewing Network prize pack for the Twitter game winner. Aw, somebody in the chat wrote, he already won. Ah! Oh! That's horrible. Is uh, that what Abby's dressing up for? Is Halloween a mis- miscarriage? No, not this is. We've gone too far. No, she's a zombie. 
Yeah, well, that's the same thing. That's, that is the same it's thing. It's much more innocent. Technically, <laughs> Devo, <laughs> that's the same thing. No, it's not. It is. No. She's a dead baby. I mean, I don't... But she it. was born. Duh. Well, technically, miscarriages are because they come out... All right, no, no, we have to stop. Right. The Bloody Mary. All right. Oh, enough. stop. Nate... <laughs> That reminds me, I've got to... Someone kidnapped Nate's brain for this show. <laughs> what the hell happened? Nate's so I've been sugar. on tour for a while. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. Well, it's funny you should mention ah, tour. Probably. Bevo, you'll be happy to know that Sugar Valley Brewer uh, sent a song in about <gasps> Nate. About Nate's ass? Well, you oh. know that Nate's been on tour, and I was pretty concerned about what kind of road vag Nate might be getting <laughs> on tour. He has too many strings on his guitar for this song. He only needs two. So this is a song... <laughs> Nate the music nerd from our good I know friend, it already I'm gonna hear it I can hear it from our good friend Sugar Valley Brewer it's called Road Vag and it's about Nathan he was out on tour with that brain all band guitar on his shoulder and a damp on nine trying not to think of all the babes you'd had while out back there getting in line Road Vag Road Vag Road vag, it's kind of catchy. It's a crime how they seem to get younger each year. When you send them away, they shed a big tear. You check their ID and they're not 18. You think to yourself, damn, I'd made that bitch scream. Road vag. He always manages to get creepy. Road vag. <laughs> that didn't take long. Road yeah. Two stanzas. Longer he's got a, a forum for it here. Yeah. But it's part of the deal, long miles on the road, helping hot chicks right out of the clothes. Time you get a nut, you've forgotten your name. You chalk it up to fortune and the price of fame, road vag. Why is he singing about getting a nut? How old is Sugar Valley Brewer? What does he know about getting a nut? I don't know, he likes walnuts and almonds and stuff. I think it gets better. Then one night, doing the rock and roll, had a surprise visit from Nicole. Chill out, baby, it's not that bad. I'm a rock and roll star, and this is just some road vag. Road vag. <laughs> Why road Sugar Valley's vag. songs always get better in the third road verse? Yeah. You gotta warm up. Lots it's the first take every time. Vag. First time every time. Woo! How Thanks, was- Sugar Valley. That's good. That's great. How was the road vag? Any- the road vag was amazing. Did Nicole join you on any anymore. legs of the tour? No. Just you? No. Disgusted. <laughs> 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 At this point in Nathan's career, Road Vag is on, like, they're on Social Security. They can't afford exactly. their own beer. Uh, there's a good story about that. We showed up in Detroit, and the fly. So we're on the way to the show, and the kid who booked the show is, is like, You're not one of those bands just going to want to play and go to sleep, are you? <laughs> like, well, I don't know, man. Like, it depends on what you got going on. So we get there, and the flyer says, like, the grandfathers of sludge metal. Oh! That's how he described us. Oh, wow. I gave him so much shit about that. I was like, well, wow. Grandpa needs a nap, dude. We're not going <laughs> to fucking hang out and party with you. I need my fucking, like, Geritol and a, <laughs> and a fucking wheelchair, dude. Where's the Denny's around this fucking club? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need a grand slam. Uh, it's actually, coffee and shit. It's now in their brain oil rider, is it's that they need a grand slam after the show. <laughs> Yeah, whereas 20 years ago, they were talking about an eight ball. I know. But now, now they're actually now talking about breakfast. Two sandwiches, a couple <laughs> slices of bacon, a pancake, and a fucking egg. What the fuck? No, Detroit is great, though. So we made like about we made about 500 bucks on the door. We could buy a building with that and just like move in and just like stay there forever and open like a flop house Nate, in a venue. You, you got it wrong. You don't have to buy anything there. You just That's go. True. You just, just squat. It. it was pretty lawless. We were like speeding around on the streets like 50 miles an hour. Cops were like, whatever. Wow. Tell me you didn't party with the kid, though. You didn't, right? I mean, he, Not really, no. I was an asshole, if you ask me. He was kind of, but it was fun to fuck with him. Tell me that you don't just go to bed after the show. 
Fuck you. <laughs> you. Yeah. You better bring it, like, beer, drugs, booze, yeah. something. Like, Road vag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's studying for his yeah, AP man, physics man. class. Is your whole band old guys? Not that you're an old guy. The funny thing is, I probably, sorry, no. I probably represent the median age, so you can draw your own okay. conclusions. Um, no, but the dudes we were touring with are, are younger, so like we have some kind of cred. No, I'm just kidding. So what are they, in their 50s? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dear people, let your hair... Road Vag. <laughs> oh, you would have made great Road Vag back in the day, Bevo. What do you mean back in the day? Oh, is that, <laughs> wasn't that clear enough? <laughs> you know, out on tour. Yeah, I thought he was pretty clear. Cute little Bevo shows up. Yeah. You'd have made great Road Vag. makes it all good. That's cute. That was a yeah, compliment. I do. <laughs> that was the most backhanded compliments <laughs> I've ever created. Now if they get lost, you can just take your top off for them. <laughs> they can trace the it's a map. It's a right. Never mind. Hello? Is this... Hello? <laughs> hey, Hello? Moscow, is this funny? There? Is that a stretch mark joke? <laughs> oh, it absolutely was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's true. It is happens. it funny? I don't no. know. Road vag. <laughs> you know, he's great at choruses. He always has a catchy little yeah. melody. He'll make the syllables fit when they don't. Yeah. And then the chorus hits and it's all golden. <laughs> yeah, dude, like that, yeah. I love, like I love speeding up syllables to make them extra, fit. A couple extra syllables He's here a rapper. There. He's imminent. And then Nicole showed up at <laughs> to see <laughs> what was happening. Uh, but at Valley, first she didn't like it, but then she really did. If you could create you already made it better. a rap for us, that would be amazing. Oh, Sugar Valley rap? Can. That would be good. Alright, let's get out, huh? Yeah. Thank thanks, you, Sugar Valley. Thanks to Sean Paxton for hanging out and doing some beer and food uh, education with us. I appreciate it very, very much. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks Good to, to be our, back in the studio. Uh, thanks to our friends at Brewtoad. You can go to Brewtoad.com and check it out right now. Um, very nice people doing uh, wonderful things over there. Uh, thanks to JP. What? Why? I have no idea. Oh, well, you're welcome. Is this funny? Now, what's this Tweezanel? Tell me about Tweezanel. It's gluten-free. It's certified gluten-free with strawberry puree oh and delicious buckwheat honey. Gluten-free? Yeah. Gluten-free beer. I don't want to try it. I just want to uh, sniff the area where your balls used to be. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's pretty funny. You can say that about Nate and his vegetarianism, too. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same joke. I love it. Okay, so Triumph yeah. the Conan Dog is back. <laughs> Kale. I don't want to try it. I just want to <laughs> sniff the area where your balls used to be. It works for a lot of things. Uh, all right, next week, Drew Beecham is on the program. Everything Hard Cider. JP, ah. get us the fuck out. Thanks, everybody. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Head on over to homebrewchef.com for some great recipes by our great guest, Mr. Sean I'm Great Paxton, and follow him on great Twitter at homebrewchef. For another take on homebrewing software, visit brewtoad at brewtoad.com. If you can't get enough of Disneyland, cats, Disneyland, and Disneyland, follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip. Scott's on Twitter as well when he's not changing minds. Follow him at Moscow Paint. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Tonight's show has been produced by Scott Maskowitz. Your future farter was JP. Your chat mod and cheese devourer tonight was Bebo. And your host was Justin Crosley. Be sure to find the Brew Network on Facebook and Twitter. Ah,
just comes on my sky and when 